0: Blog Talk Radio Today, playing those fiddles made of gold, wide receiver Quintes Cephas in Macon, Georgia, and wide receiver Randra Chris Davis in Atlanta. Two new faces in a recruiting picture that seems to be transforming itself almost hourly. We will try to take you inside that process over the next two hours as we embark on a new edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of CaneSport.com. We once again welcome you to the fastest two hours in hurricane sports. As always, it's your show. It'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. As always, more than 100 open phone lines available for everybody. If you want to participate in the show, remember, you hit the number one on your keypad. That sends us the prompt and we will bring you on in the order in which you called. As always, we asked the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show, and here's some of what they came up with. What are we anticipating the final 2016 recruiting class ranked to be? Well, it's presently 18th after the latest reshuffle in the rivals' rankings, which it was as low as 31. Last week, so that was a good forward move from Miami. Um, thanks to the good showing um, of guys like Deontay Mullins and, and Tyler Bird in the All-Star games, that um, helped these Hurricane recruits increase their ranking status, which drove up the team ranking. So, where's it going to end? I think it looks pretty safe, like it should end around in the top 15. But from there, you know, really hard to say. It'll depend on what the other schools around Miami and the rankings end up doing here in the final two weeks of recruiting. Which recruit, currently committed or anticipated, will make the biggest impact whenever he reaches the field? And to to me, I look at two guys at the linebacker position. I look at Shaq Quarterman, who I think is going to be a very good Mike linebacker. And I look at Zach McLeod, who is just a total athletic freak, who I think is potentially going to be one of the main beasts of this recruiting class, a guy that I think is going to go on and play in the National Football League and is going to really go a long way towards making Miami's defense better. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Zach McLeod. If I could go to a second, I would probably throw Shaq Quarterman in there. What is the real status of Jeff James? And, you know, so many rumors going around, uh, obviously a premature tweet by Jeff James um, last week, um, suggesting that he might be committed to Miami. We don't believe right now that there's anything going on with Jeff James. Uh, We would be very surprised if he has anything to do with this recruiting class. What about McCole Hardman from Georgia, the wide receiver? Is he now out of the picture? And it's looking that way. And, you know, it's a real shame because back in the early part of the season when Hardman visited Miami, um, the weekend of the Nebraska game. The Hurricanes seem to be doing really, really well there, but you know, through all the problems of the year, they lost momentum there, and uh, right now it looks like it's going to be too much to overcome. It, it looks to us like Hardman is going to end up at Georgia. Now, there were tons of other questions, obviously about recruiting, what everybody wants to know about right now, so rather than address those one by one, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take a couple minutes before we get into the calls, and I'm going to just give you guys a quick synopsis of where things stand in recruiting. and I'll go position by position. I don't think I need to stay at the quarterback position very long. Everybody knows Jack Allison's enrolled. He'll be the only quarterback in this class. Um, running backs. Right now, as we sit here today, it's looking like Travis Homer might be the only back in this class. Uh, you know, Right now, it does not look to us like... Any other signee is imminent unless the coaches have something they're working on that we don't know about at this point in time. Um, There's been some conversation about Amir Rizul, um, but we uh, learned earlier today that Miami has parted ways with Amir Rizul. He will not be in the class. So right now it's looking to us like Travis Homer will be the only running back in this year's recruiting class. Now, earlier I mentioned how the Hurricanes are going out Looking for wide receivers, and the, that effort took them to Georgia today. And clearly, there's still a lot of work to be done at that position. You know that Deontay Mullins is a solid commitment, uh, no issues there. Um, Latrell Williams, the speedster out of Lake City, Florida, committed earlier this week. He's a solid commit, so that's two. Okay, so now everyone wants to know what's up with Sam Bruce and. You know, Sam Bruce is probably shaping up as one of the biggest disappointments of this recruiting class. At this point, he's been committed to Miami for months. And now, here in the last few weeks of recruiting, uh, there's all sorts of drama and mystery. What's Sam going to do? Here's what we know Ohio State is believed to be coming to town tomorrow and obviously looking to shut this thing down and seal up sam bruce and and a lot of people have been conjecturing that that's where sam bruce is going to end up um but the the one thing that i will say and if he sticks with miami it's to his credit uh the one thing i will say is that sam bruce has not said a word about any of this and everything that's being discussed as it relates to bruce is being discussed by other people and not him and if he ends up sticking with his commitment to Miami and he hasn't just been playing with the Hurricanes all this time, then at that point you would have to give him credit okay? because he didn't get involved in all the nonsense that goes on in recruiting. And he would end up sticking to, to his guns and to the school that he committed to uh, very early in the process. But if it turns out that he really is going to Ohio State and he was wearing that gear at the Under Armour game – pretending to be committed to Miami while promoting Ohio State, and if he really isn't serious about being a Miami Hurricane for whatever reason, and he claimed to us on multiple occasions that it has nothing to do with Kevin Beard, his his decision-making process has nothing to do with Kevin Beard and whether he's with the Hurricanes or not with the Hurricanes, um, if he's just been playing the U the way his buddy Jordan Scarlett did the last time around, then shame on Sam Bruce. He should have been better than that, and that's very unlike the way they've typically done business through the years at St. Thomas Aquinas High, and I would expect Roger Harriet to start trying to get a handle on that in the future, um, because that's just not the right way to do business, especially when you're the elite high school, or certainly one of the couple elite high schools in the state of Florida. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Sam Bruce is also scheduled to visit Florida this weekend, so... They're either celebrity – it's either a celebrity visit or he's still seriously considering the Gators as well. Um, I'm not sure anybody really knows the truth here. We'll have to see what happens. But right now, I think we'd have to admit things aren't looking great with Sam Bruce because here you are two weeks before signing day and there's all this drama. All right, let's move on to Amon Richards, the guy that also was once committed to the Hurricanes. But let's give him credit because when he wanted to look around at other schools, he was very open about it. He decommitted. He said, you know, I need to keep my options open now that this coaching change is taking place. Came back, visited, liked what he saw. And we think there's a really strong chance that Amon Richards recommits into this class. But I will tell you that I know other schools like Alabama are still recruiting him very hard. And, and, you know, that's not a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination. But um, if we had to make a prediction right now, it would be that Amon Richards comes back into the class. Okay, so what's up with all these other names that have come up? Let's just go through them real quick one by one. you got Javon Wims um, from Hines, Mississippi Community College. Uh, we think there's a great chance that he flips from Georgia to Miami. Uh, Mark Rick today was visiting uh, Quintez Cephas from Macon, Georgia, Stratford Academy. He's a Wisconsin commit. Miami's trying to get him to visit. We think they have a decent shot of getting him to visit. Too early to predict what's going to happen there. Um, A Georgia commit who Mark Rick's visiting tonight in Atlanta is Randricus Davis. Um, Right now, we'd have to call him a long shot because he's committed to Georgia. But Rick's there in home as we're doing the show tonight, uh, taking his best shot there. And maybe we'll have a report on that before the show's over. Kelvin Harmon from New Jersey, a, a, a lanky receiver, a guy that I really liked when I watched his tape. Um, who's still open in his recruiting, he's going to visit this weekend. If he has a good visit, we think there's a decent chance that he ends up in this class. Nate Johnson from Tennessee, uh, a Michigan commit, but a guy that came and took an official visit this past weekend, uh, reportedly had a good time, but we're having to go on second-handed information because Nate Johnson wasn't happy with the ranking that he was given by the rivals Recruiting team, and uh he's taking it out on us and isn't talking to us um hopefully that'll change here in the next week or so if Nate does decide to take Miami seriously, but right now, um we don't know where he stands, but he is committed to Michigan. If we had to make a bet, it would be that he sticks with Michigan because if he's come to Miami, of course he'd want to talk to Kane sport at least that's usually the way it has usually worked through the years so um you know right now, if we had to make a prediction on Nate, it would be that he sticks with Michigan. Um, We are hearing some whispers that Trey Nixon from Vieira, a real good athletic receiver, might visit here at some point in in the last two weeks, um, but nothing definitive there. Um, Elijah Stove, Auburn commit, right now is scheduled to visit on the 29th. Um, Don't know what the odds are there of him being able to flip, but... He did tell me up in Orlando at the Under Armour game that he's always like Miami, so I don't think it's a closed door by any stretch of the imagination. Um, there have been some rumors about Dredrick Nelson, but we don't think they have a ton of foundation. We don't see any evidence that Miami has reignited a recruitment of Dredrick Nelson at this point. So that's where things stand at the receiver position, a tight end. Obviously, Michael Irvin from St. Thomas Aquinas is committed. Um, right now, the only other recruit that we have on the board there that we think Miami has a decent shot at is Giovanni Haskins from Bergenfield, New Jersey. Um, he's visiting Miami this weekend. We'll know more. His final three is the Canes, Virginia tech and West Virginia. So we'll see how Haskins stands after he visits this weekend. Um, we're not seeing any evidence that Miami has been able to get involved with Nick Eubanks from American heritage, even though Mike Rump coached there. Um, we don't believe anything's going on with Evan Hinson, uh, Last time we spoke to his camp, it didn't sound like he's going to visit UM again. And um, there, another guy uh, that we've been kind of monitoring is Jacob Mathis out of Tampa, Berkeley, um, but nothing to report on that front yet. All right, moving into the offensive line, uh, Miami will get a visit this weekend from Lucas Nyang from New Canaan, uh, Connecticut High School. A uh, really good prospect and a guy that we think Miami has a great chance of getting. Um there's a, a long shot out of the state of Louisiana by the name of Willie Allen, um, but we just we just think it's way too late in the game. We don't think Miami's going to have a lot of traction there. Uh, we consider him a, a big long shot. Uh, a kid by the name of Giancarlo Valentin from Philadelphia is scheduled to visit on the 29th. Uh, he's an Oklahoma commit, but Miami will get a chance to try to flip him. Um, and we're not really sure right now what's going on with Jawan Williams out of Washington, D.C. Um, he had told us that he planned to visit but we're not sure if he has set that date yet. Uh, we'll let you know if anything changes there. Defensive line, obviously, uh, Patrick Bethel's already committed. Joe Jackson's already committed. So those are probably the ends in the class. Miami needs tackles and needs tackles badly, and that's why you've seen them focusing so hard here in recruiting uh, with Coach Rick making home visits, uh, Coach Kuhl, um working Louisiana and Texas in particular Uh, and trying to get a a defensive tackle or two in this class. Right now, it looks to us like the focus is on two guys. Um, The first would be Glenn Logan at a Destrehan um, High School in Louisiana. Uh, That one's an LSU-UM battle. Um, We think Miami has a shot there. He will visit this weekend, and that will be one of the bigger visits of the weekend, no doubt about it. The other one visited last weekend, and that's Arkansas commit Briston Gidry from Metairie, Louisiana, Rummel High School. A guy that really enjoyed his time in Miami. Mark Rick's done a great job bonding with his mom and the, his other family members. Uh, he he completed his visit on Sunday. Rick went immediately to the New Orleans area on Monday morning and went to visit Gidry at his house, even though they he'd just seen him in Miami less than 24 hours later. Um, probably intended to make a statement of how badly Miami wants to land Guidry. We think they have a shot there, um, but it's going to go down to the wire. Guidry is visiting Arkansas this weekend. He's going to visit Arizona state the last weekend of recruiting. Uh, and then he'll sit down and um, make it, make a decision. So we'll see what happens there. And then there's a kid from Alabama, Alabama high school by the name of Tyreek Martin, uh who might visit the weekend of the 29th. We'll see what happens. Um, Marcel Southall from Texas, the, the big defensive tackle. He's scheduled to visit on the 22nd, um, but there's other schools that are on him hard, trying to get him to visit there instead. And o- o- Oklahoma and Baylor in particular, were are all over him today in school, according to our sources out in Texas. So, not sure what's going to happen there. Um, in South halls they've home visited him. Uh, but, you know, we don't know right now if he's actually going to make that visit this weekend. We'll have to see as the week continues. Linebacker position, as you know, pretty solid with Zach McLeod, Mike Pinckney, and Shaq Quarterman already on campus. Um, DBs, Miami has four of them. Um, well, yeah, we'll say four, because these are the four we're taking seriously. Uh, four commitments in Tyler Bird, James Wiggins, Cedric Wright, and Malik Young. Now, <laughs> the goofy one is, of course, Dion Jackson, the former Hallandale cornerback who was committed uh, a long time ago, ended up leaving town, as you know, in the middle of his high school year, moved to Jacksonville. Now he's moved back to South Florida. We spoke to Dion again today. He still has not heard from any of the coaches at Miami but he still considers himself committed. So we have not stripped him off the commitment list yet, but we honestly, we, we probably should. And, you know, we'll, we'll have to make a decision on that eventually, obviously. But, um, right now we do not expect Deion Jackson to be a Miami hurricane. All right. So the other guys that are still left here, and even though they have four commitments, it looks to us like Miami looking to take at least six guys in the defensive backfield. Um, and they still have several up on the board that they're recruiting. Uh, Shaheem Carter from Kentwood, Louisiana High School. Um, he visited this past weekend. We've heard he liked the visit, is considering Miami. How strongly, uh, we don't really have a feel for right now because Carter is not really discussing it. We continue reaching out to him and we'll report more on that on kingsport.com, obviously, when we know more. Um, a lot of conversation going on about Jamel Cook from Miami Central. Uh, hard to really tell what's true there. Uh, some people say his family would like to see him go to Miami instead of Florida state. Uh, in the meantime, he remains a Florida state commitment. That's another one we're monitoring. We'll just have to see what happens there. Um, there's been some reports about North Carolina commit Javante Smith from Columbus, Georgia, um, possibly being in play with Miami. Uh, we have not been able to confirm that yet. Um, a kid by the name of Romeo Finley, who's uh, committed to Georgia Tech from Niceville, Florida. He's scheduled to visit the weekend before signing day. Um, safety J.J. Givens from Mechanicsville, Virginia, he visited last weekend. He told us he's going to announce on February 1st. Very tough to say what he's going to do. He's kind of on the fence. Um a kid by the name of Lavert Hill, who's a strong Michigan lean out of Detroit, King High School. Uh, he's scheduled to visit Miami the weekend before signing day. Um, Pitt, Pitt commitment, Henry Miller, a cornerback from Kissimmee, Florida, is probably going to visit Miami this weekend, and the Canes will get a chance to turn him. Um, another one who we think is a long shot, Nigel Knott from Madison, Mississippi, um, his coach told us today he has not yet set up a Miami visit, but he still might. So we're monitoring that one. Um, University of Florida commit, Christopher C.J. McWilliams from Miami Southwest High School. Uh, he told us he's going to visit Miami unofficially and take a look. Um, you know about cornerback James Pierre from Deerfield Beach. Once a Miami commit is supposed to visit at some point and reconsider. Um, he's, right now he's committed to North Carolina but there is a chance that he will reconsider and and come back to Miami. And then lastly, his teammate, Aaron Robinson, another real athletic kid right now committed to Florida. Um, Miami is in the process today of visiting him in home with uh, defense coordinator Manny Diaz and cornerbacks coach Mike Rums. Uh They're taking their shot at Aaron Robinson, and uh, maybe we'll get a report on that tonight uh, before we go off the air. So that's the best uh, synopsis that I can give you in about five ten minutes of where Miami stands in recruiting. Hope that helps you out and answered a lot of your questions. Uh, Continue to follow it all on canesport.com. We do all this for you guys that are listening, um, but we also do need your support and um, you support that by subscribing to our site, which allows us to do what we do for you. So uh, we thank you for that and hope that brings you up to speed. And let's start out now with the calls tonight. Remember hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show, the number is six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight, and we're going to start in the eight four five tonight. You're now live on Kane Sport Live.
1: Yeah, Gary, how you doing? Thanks for the information. Hey, what's this up, is Greg? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Greg? What's up, man? How are you? Uh, before I talk recruiting, can I mention something about basketball? Absolutely. Jordan, Absolutely. Okay. Sure. Uh, I love Coach Laranaga, but his love for Angel Rodriguez is killing this team right now.
0: The Angel <laughs>
1: Rodriguez is awful. You he know, it's can't, funny, you're not the only one
0: bond, saying that. You know, you're not the only unreal. one saying that. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that right now. And, you know, it's a slippery slope, I'll tell you this, because this program and Coach Laranaga and team are very invested in Angel Rodriguez and they need Angel Rodriguez to play well, but it's a huge problem because he's not playing well and he's not even playing average right now. He's playing terrible and they, they need to get him turned around and the the way to do it is probably not to get too drastic at this point in the season and mess with his psyche, which is probably fragile enough as it is right now because of the way he's been playing. So, they just got to keep working with him. It's a long season. they got to try to get him turned around and shooting the ball better. But at the same time, they can't just keep blowing games because of his play. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if you see uh, Newton start getting a little bit more playing time at the point um, while Angel works through the problems he's having. But uh, you're not alone in saying that, no doubt about it.
1: Okay, one other point. I like this kid, Ja'Kiri, but he's, very, he's not tough enough underneath. He misses a lot of inside shots. Well,
0: they don't box out, Craig. That's their problem. They're not boxing out at all. There's nobody on that team that's boxing out except Kamari Murphy. And if they don't start, they're going to continue to have the problems on the boards that they're having. I mean, every single rebound that goes up is contested. They're not getting any easy rebounds. And because of that, they're not getting any fast break baskets. So it's a huge problem. I agree. Huge, Huge problem, no doubt about it.
1: Okay, let's get into recruiting now. Obviously, these kids are very tough to read because you had that interview with Rashawn Gary, and you thought he'd be interested in having a visit. and He's not even giving us a snack. yeah. Well,
0: you know that one's kind of weird. We spoke, to, we communicated with his mom today, and she seemed to suggest that Miami stopped really being serious about Rashawn. And you know, if I, if I were to, if I were to guess what happened. Um, I think that they made a decision that they weren't going to get him, and and that they were wasting their time there. And they decided to apply their attention and resources and time and effort to these other couple kids at the defensive tackle position that they do have a chance to get. Um, you know, he's too good of a player that you don't you don't just drop him unless you really just think it's too late in the game. You're not going to get him, and that's probably what happened there.
1: Okay, now. Um... Now, if I was Coach Rick, I would have an in-house visit with Sam Bruce and ask him, "Listen, what is going on? Because we have we we need to move on from you if you if you're going to play games with us." And I'd that's much Thursday, rather right? have a,
0: That That's what? happening. On, that's that's supposed to happen on Thursday night.
1: Okay, because I to me, I'd rather have a Mon Richards and this winds kid any day of the week than Sam Bruce. Well, I, I don't think want five eight receivers.
0: On. It looks to you, doesn't it look to you like they've moved on with all those receivers sitting on the board with two new guys emerging in in the in the state of Georgia today? I mean, it, it does look like they've moved on, but well, I'm, I'm, or, are cer- or are certainly prepared to do so.
1: Well, how would you compare the effort being put in by these coaches compared to Goldman and his staff? Is Tom, it more like night and day?
0: No, no, it's not. I mean, listen. The, I mean, there were a lot of guys on the the, the. the golden staff wasn't effective in recruiting, but it wasn't that they didn't try.
1: Okay. One last point here. How many players do you think we'll end up with? We have like 16 now, and you said Jackson's really a no a go. So that brings us to 15. Do you think we'll bring in like seven more kids?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's looking right now like they'll end up somewhere in the low 20s, maybe.
1: Well, I'll tell you right now, ESPN likes our class a lot more than rivals. We have nine kids in the top 182, which is pretty good, and five in the top 90 some odds. So I yeah, think they're I mean, doing but, pretty well.
0: There's, there's one or two kids that probably could be ranked a little bit higher. I mean, I look at – I think Zach McLeod is – not ranked as high as he should be uh, when I look at the class. I mean, Travis Homer, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's. we'll see. We'll see how he pans out. I don't really have a problem with him being a three-star. Um, but Zach McLeod, to me, should be a four-star. And uh, Latrell Williams should probably be a three-star.
1: Other well, Zach than that... McLeod, Zach McLeod's a four-star at ESPN. Yeah, he should, but he but should be wh- a
0: four-star. I agree. And I'll tell you yeah. right
1: now, Ty, I, I have to disagree with you. Tyler Bird, I think, is our best recruit right now. That kid yeah, he's is a four, he's an incredible a four star.
0: athlete. He's a four-star he, recruit. So.
1: And he showed it on the big stage. So, Okay, so, yeah. thank you, Gary. Thank you very uh, much.
0: All right, Craig, thanks for uh, getting us kicked off. Uh, give us a call again next week. Let's go out to the 513 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
2: Gary, what's going on, man? This is Tim from Cincinnati. What's going on?
0: Hey, what's up, Tim? How are you doing this evening?
2: I'm all right. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to go ahead and vent real quick on Sam Bruce. I don't even want to get into all the other stuff because right now it's still kind of early before National Signing Day. But here's my biggest issue with Bruce. First of all, he's a kid. Let's just first and foremost just get that out the way. So I'm not going to come at him like an adult. But my thing is with Bruce is, is that we all, as Canes fans, and a lot of us came fans need to wake up. Y'all should have seen the writing on the wall with this kid last year when Scarlett did what he did. I knew right then when Scarlett decommitted, I said, Bruce is next. And the thing is, I'm glad that Golden Screw is out. And I know it's kind of harsh to say because I felt like Golden made a lot of hires to kind of keep kids there because of their past relationships instead of getting coaches that kind of had experience and wasn't going to hold the staff hostage. And I kind of felt like saying this whole thing with Kevin Beard. It was like, okay, as long as Beard's there, then I'm going to stay there. But then you go on Twitter and then you say, oh, well, I'm going to stay committed to the school, not the coach. But then you go well, the, And the that's what he said. Game. I mean,
0: he did say yeah, he said that
2: multiple times. But he was full of shit, Gary. Excuse my
0: language. Because well, he might the, be.
2: they interview me, he the moment they interviewed let's
0: see what he does. But Gary, I don't want to I don't want to call, you right call him bullshit. I don't want to call him full of shit until he does something that shows he's full of shit, okay? He hasn't what done is that yet. Sam Bruce How isn't is he saying a word. To... I said this earlier. Okay, but he's let not... me... Remember, to... wait, wait, time out. Remember one thing about this whole thing. He has not said a word, okay? Exactly, so it's hard, Gary, it's hard for us, us to call why. him full of shit because he's not saying anything. But, Gary, why do you, and you said this on your podcast last week, my
2: man, you said, why would you go out there and wear an O-State cap at the Under Armour game, and you're telling everybody that you're committed to Miami. I don't care if it matches your uniform. If you're telling people that you're committed, you don't do stuff like that. That's like me saying I'm committed to Miami and me walking through the high school with Florida State book
0: bag on. Yeah, I probably would have dropped them.
2: Like, yeah, you, but I, you see what I'm saying, Gary? I probably like, would have
0: dropped them. If I were Mark Richt, I probably would have dropped them. Yeah, and, if, and I'm so that. If I got a recruit that's committed to me, that I'm expecting to be an asset in this recruiting class and, and help me get other kids and everything, and he's walking around at a public forum like that in Ohio State gear, I would I would have called him up and said, listen, you no longer have a scholarship offer at the University of Miami. But that's me.
2: And you know what? And Gary, and that's exactly what he's doing, because if you look at it, he's going and basically saying, okay, I'm going to come in your house on Thursday. You let me know what you want to do, because I'm just ready just to go without you. And that's the attitude that these coaches need to have and that's why I'm so glad that Rick is here, because now it's like these recruits, these prima donnas, are not going to sit up there and hold the staff hostage on whether or not... Like, I just didn't like that. Like, oh, it's like, okay, well, if they keep bearded,
3: I'm cool. Like, who is you, dude? Like, I don't even think you're all that anyway. Say, he
0: didn't say that. You See, you're doing what a lot of people have done, and he might prove to be totally full of shit. Trust me, I'm not defending him at all in any of this, because I don't think he's handling this well at all. But... He hasn't said any of this. When when he was asked about Kevin Beard, he very openly responded on multiple occasions, I didn't pick Miami because of a coach. I picked school.
2: So Right, Gary, but then he gets on another article right after you say that. He gets in a newspaper and he says, oh, well, Kevin Beard, yeah, he's a possibility that he may play a role in this. And I'm like, dude, like, what is it? It's either you're committed to the U or you're not. And I'm glad Rick is here because now Rick is saying, okay, Bruce, what you want to do? Either you're going to stay committed to us and quit playing these damn games or sayonara. Best
4: of luck to you.
2: I personally think he's a 5'8 receiver. He's a slot at best here. I don't look at him as a Santana Moss game breaker. I don't look at him as a guy that's going to change the face of the program. I just think he's a 7-on-7 legend who everyone's overhyped, and now it's like some of these, the fan base is sweating him like he's just like the second coming of the boy from the program. And I'm like, just just chill out, man. I mean, that's just me, Gary. I don't know. I mean, maybe I can get your take on it, but I'm I, I just – I don't know. I, I just think that he's just full of it. And I just feel like, you know, Jordan Scarlett did the same you might, thing. And
0: you might end up being right.
2: You know, it's so what, I don't it's know, It's looking Gary. like
0: you're going to end up being right. But yeah,
2: I mean, so we'll I'm see, Gary. We'll see. I'm not giving him
0: a little bit of the benefit of the doubt until he does it.
2: Okay, well, Gary, listen, man. If you're giving him the benefit of the doubt, um, I'm cool with that. Well, all I'm saying is, is that if you're committed to a school, you don't wear a hat at the practice, knowing that all the national media is there, and you just, you just don't do that.
4: To me, totally. I just feel
2: like if you're going to commit to a school, commit to the school and quit playing the games, like, if you wanted to decommit and be recruited, then that's one thing. But don't sit up there and do that. Yep, you no argument on that. So, Gary, I didn't mean to take up any of your time. Just want to give a shout-out to the Mark Rick cult on Twitter, <laughs> and you have a good
0: night, Gary. All righty. All right, um, we got a, a, a report here on a recruit. Um, Jamel Cook, the safety from Miami Central High School. Um, we just learned this evening that, Miami is no longer recruiting him. Uh, apparently from what we've been told from sources there um, he was given Miami a little bit of a run around before the dead period so they just decided to move on and look in other directions at the defensive back position. Some, uh, as it stands right now, Miami's not involved with Jamel Cook. Um, and then another one uh, that we can report on is uh, LaVert Hill and um, He's the cornerback from Detroit King High School that was going to visit the weekend before signing day. But he's a strong Michigan lean, and from what we've learned tonight, that visit is now off. He will not be visiting Miami the weekend before signing day, and the Hurricanes are no longer involved with LaVert Hill. So if you're keeping score, um, that's a couple more that you can erase from your chart. Uh they will not be Miami Hurricanes. Alright, moving on here in the show. Let's go out now to the two five six. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. So what's the deal, Garrett? Doing good, who's this?
2: Oh, this is Juan from Alabama, man.
0: What's up, Juan? How you doing this evening?
2: Oh man, I'm doing pretty good, man, besides hearing all the road tide going around, man.
0: <laughs> Other than that, I'm having a well, great time. Man. They won the national title, man. They deserve to celebrate.
2: Yeah, well, just just to get off topic of, of Miami real quick, Gary, just just want to ask you a quick question. So did you watch the national championship game? Yeah. Okay, now going in before the half, it was about 15 seconds left. When Clemson got that first down and they had that last timeout, now they were supposed to stop the clock right there, right? Yes or no?
0: When they You said when they were going?
2: Like they yeah, were like, driving down. It was probably – they wound up missing a 44-yard field goal. But they drove okay. down the field, got the first down. The refs never stopped the clock. Oh, so you they had the to use their last time out. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, national title game, the refs are supposed to be on their stuff, man. They, they're supposed yeah, they to be should've. on top of stuff that like embarrassing.
0: that. embarrassing. Totally you know? agree.
2: Now, as much as everybody hated the refs for the Miami and the uh, Duke game and the Nebraska-Michigan State game, how come you never heard anything about these refs getting suspended, uh, you know, fined or something like that? You know, you never heard anything about that because that's some Alabama type of crap. You know, I don't know. I don't don't, don't have any type of respect for them, though.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they get no love for me. To favor Alabama, I just think they blew it. I I don't understand how they blew it. It was so obvious, but they blew it. And the other thing yeah. I don't understand is after Dabo Sweeney took the timeout, why didn't it get corrected? I, you know, that's yeah, what I don't. they
2: never they never went back to look at anything. It was just like, oh, don't
0: worry about it, Dabo, Mick Saban, blah
2: blah blah.
5: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like
2: these guys, Gary. I can't stand them, and I hope we get it together so we can smash them. I just want to smash them real bad. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, on this whole Sam Bruce thing, has he decommitted from Miami? No. Okay, then. All right, I'm just trying to figure that out because, I mean, just the way people are sounding, it's just like, oh, he just decommitted and said, forget Miami or something.
0: Well, now, people are if I'm him am wrong, they, they think he's going to flip yeah, to Ohio I mean, State, but he hasn't done it yet.
2: I mean, the the way uh, the guy from the the middle linebacker from Booker T, uh, Big Six, uh, Matthew Thomas or whatever, he yep. swore up and down. He was Miami, and then he went to Florida State. Now, yep. who's to say that Sam Bruce ain't trolling – these Florida guys or these Ohio State people just to be like, oh, you know, I've been in Miami the whole time, you know what I mean? So just let it play out, man. I mean, Here's what everybody's just freaking out. From,
0: from my experience, kids that handle their business like this, very few of them pan out to be great players. That's just what I'm telling you from my years from my years of experience doing this. When when kids conduct themselves like this during recruiting, they very very rarely turn out to be great college players. So we'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, all I'm saying is just just let's wait and see what happens For everybody starts getting overwhelmed. Oh, my God, is he coming? Is he not coming? Either way, we're still going to be squatted up. It's still going to be Swag 16 with or without him. We're going to ball. That's all everybody needs to worry about. There's no more wondering if we're going to be prepared because, you know, we got the right coaching staff, I think, so far. They still got to show it on the field. But, I mean, just judging by – you know where they've coached at, and you know the resumes and whatnot. You know, I think we in good hands. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much all I got, man. Besides uh, the DT from, I think he's from Louisiana. Logan, is there any yep. word on him?
0: Yeah, I, we think there's a there's a really good shot there. We 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 think that Miami's has a great chance to get him over LSU.
2: Right on! Right on! Right on, man. Well, that's pretty much all I got, Gary, man.
0: Uh, right, man. Just keep me on Thank hold. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. 646-595-2048 is the number. Uh, let's go now to the 504. You are live on King Sport Live.
3: Gary, what's up, man? How you doing? It's Roland.
0: What's up, Roland? How you doing this week?
2: I'm good, man. Give me a buzz, man. So. It's interesting to see uh, Mark Rick in his first tenure, man, finally make a trip down the, uh – you got a coach that goes to New Orleans. Isn't that interesting with, with the past regime, you didn't have anybody come down and recruit in the New Orleans area, and you got Mark Rick going down in his – his, and, and two or three months on a job, he's going down to recruit in New Orleans. And when I've been preaching this for a year or two, two years or more, telling you that they need to recruit down in, in New Orleans, that's pretty interesting, first and foremost.
0: No doubt, no doubt. You know,
2: I'm I'm like man, it's too much talent, man, and same, it's the same mentality in New Orleans that it is in, that it is in South Florida. So you want to get kids in Miami? I mean, kids in New Orleans
3: to to to, to come to Miami because
2: um, kids they grew up loving the change, and it's just been a, a a huge disconnect, you know. From from, I mean, I'm not I, again I, the past regime. To, I mean, you got a guy that's just in a couple months that's making trips to, to New Orleans, man. That's just ridiculous, man. It should have been already taken care of at least two, three years ago. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yep. trust me. Don't don't get. I'll tell you this, Gary. Growing up in New Orleans, LSU was not everybody's. It was not like the school. I mean, my, my particular high school guys went to Florida State, then went to Miami, Oklahoma State, Tennessee. So it was not the school. People love Miami, and it, and that's why I just couldn't understand in the past why they just weren't like okay. I'm not saying get get you know you got to get every play play out in New Orleans, but the, the mentality, the the that 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 hunger, that same mentality, just like South Florida, except you 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 got that same mentality, man, and 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 it just kills me. We lost out on a lot of guys, man, and 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 true enough, you know you got Mark Rick really trying to start to build you Know the foundation, things of that nature, but it's just it's frustrating, man. You guys, you know, in five, six, seven years, and you're not, you, I mean, you got a, you got you know, you got, got Dobar from Carl, but you got other guys, man, that's just straight dogs that should have been, you know, at least been recruited. That's, that's went to LSU, has went to, you know, other schools that, that, I mean, Odell Beckham, prime example. He went, he was down between Miami and, and LSU, and I know his dad went to LSU. And then Randy Shannon was the coach then, but it's just, man, it's a lot of talent down in New Orleans, man, that, that Miami needs to get a hold of. They really do. They need to, they need to put a footprint down there, Gary. You know, I just want to get your thoughts on that, and I got one of the one
3: of the questions.
0: I love the state of Louisiana as a recruiting base for Miami because, really, when you go to Louisiana, you have LSU there, which obviously yep. dominates the state. But after them, it's really like open season. And, you know, LSU's yep. like – like the schools in the state of Florida. They're not going to take everybody. And if you're doing well in Miami, you should be able to battle it out, um, you know, for a couple kids a year with LSU and and maybe win one or two of those battles and then maybe take another kid that you don't have to beat LSU for that just wants to get away from home. So there's no reason in the world why Miami can't go to Louisiana and get, you know, two, two, maybe three players a year.
3: Easy. Easy.
2: Easy. I mean, Garrett, how long ago was I talking about Leonard Fournette? Years well, ago, man. I was yeah. talking about that years ago. You know what I'm saying? And Frank Wilson, the guy that was the, the court head coordinator, just left and went to uh, – he took Larry Cooper's last job. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, man, I mean, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. All the talent – I mean, again, all the talent in South Florida, get the players in South Florida, come pick, cherry pick players, guys from – from Louisiana, go get those big tackles from the Midwest. Go get your quarterback from California, and that should be it. I mean, it's too many receivers. If Sam Bruce stays, he stays. If he leaves, he leaves. It is what it is, man. We can't get hung up. It's just too much talent out here, and I just feel like, um, you know, moving forward. And I know you feel the same we same way, man. Either you you either you on the train with with Miami, or you not. You know all this. You know, if, you know, and, and obviously, a kid has a decision to make if he want to be with Miami or not. But you know, I mean, you can't get all hung up on it and get all emotional because you gotta you gotta work with what you have, develop what you have, and move forward, man. Not 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 get caught up on these numbers because you really don't know what a kid's gonna do on the next level. As it is, I mean, you see a kid in high school, you don't know what the kid's gonna do in college. I mean, we get. I'm just, I didn't mean to get all into all this you know, uh, yapping and, and, and talking, man. It's just, you know, I'm just ready, you know, I'm ready to see Miami really get
3: back and put that footprint in college football, man, because it's, it's just, it's that time, man. It really, and you're right. And recruiting New Orleans you know, is a
0: big part of that. What um, what else do we have tonight? What else you want to talk about? No, Anything just, else?
2: We need to de-tackle. We need a definitely need de- to de-tackle. And I'm going to just well, listen in. I, I'm going to just put me on hold. I think they
0: need it. more than one. I think they need two. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully they, they get, you know, at least one, if not both of those kids, uh, Logan and Gidry. Okay. I, I think they got a chance to get both. Definitely. Well, keep me on hold, Gary. I appreciate you got a man. Thank you, do, man. you. Thank you right. for being part of the show. We appreciate it. All right. 646 595 2048. 646 595 2048. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Uh, we're moving pretty briskly tonight, so we, we've got room for you. So let's go now to the 864. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this evening?
2: Hey Gary, how you doing? This is Brian from South Carolina.
0: Hey, what's up man? How you doing this evening? I'm doing
2: pretty good. Uh I just seen uh a, a crystal ball on twenty four seven about uh the Davis kid, a hundred percent to Miami. I wanna know is uh does that have any any weight to it?
0: Um let, let let me think here for a minute you catch me up there the, you say that the davis kid which, yeah, from, which um, uh, the
2: wide receiver from uh just committed to georgia right
0: now oh okay the, the the um the one that they're visiting today okay i'm 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 sorry yes, there's just there's so many so many kids that are on the board <laughs> um I, I don't know that i would consider him definite to miami um uh-huh. why why would he be definite to miami i mean he hasn't visited yet he's a georgia commit uh-huh. Um, they're, they're trying to get in there. That's why they're there today. But I'm not gonna. I wouldn't call him right now definite to Miami. Okay. What
2: about? Uh, I also read earlier this week about the the JJ Given kid that he hasn't even been offered a scholarship yet. Uh,
0: not sure that that's true. You know. Yeah. You, you know. I mean, he visited last weekend. It looks to us like he's been offered a scholarship. I mean, I don't know who's saying he's not, but from based on what we see right now, he he's got the option of coming to Miami. Okay, man. And uh, how um, how
2: uh, how you feel about the uh, my Richardson kid? About him eventually coming back to Miami?
0: Oh, you mean Amon Richards? Okay, you said Richards. Yes, yeah. Um I feel, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I, you, you caught me there for a second as well. Um Amon Richards, I, I think there's a great chance he comes back. I've been saying that from for actually a few months now. I I I think there's a very good chance he gets back in this class. I think Miami's where he wanted to go from the beginning. And uh I'm kind of surprised he didn't he didn't recommit already though. You, you know, I, I I think he's strongly considering I I mean, you know, when Alabama's recruiting you It's hard to not consider that, so we'll see. But I think he would be wise to come back to Miami. I think Miami's the right spot for him. It's home, and uh, I think there's a great chance of that. Yes, sir. uh,
2: Why why did they pretty much give up on that that Snellson kid?
0: I think, you know, a a lot of people gave up on him. You know, he's going to Minnesota for a reason. You know, I, he didn't he he didn't handle his business very well, in my opinion. You know, he was a kid that that was doing well as a junior. He committed to Miami, then he decommits. Um, he switches high schools. You know, kids got to handle their business in the right way, and and I think that that red flagged a lot of people on him, and a, a lot of people kind of fell back on recruiting him. And uh, like I said, there's a reason why he's committed to Minnesota right now. Yeah,
2: and I um I also love that uh, Latrell Williams
5: uh, commit. I think he's gonna really fill in if we were to lose Bruce, he can slide into that slot eventually, and definitely fill in the gap. Fill in the gap where he a lot of where Bruce
2: could have did. Oh yeah, a lot to see. I thought that was yeah. a great get. Huh?
0: Yeah, you got to kind That's of wonder why weren't recruiting him earlier.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess when
0: why wasn't you know, anybody recruiting was me? me? He was gonna go to South Florida. Yeah. And uh, I
2: assume we lost that original Henderson kid. Did he pretty much just...
0: Uh, yeah, they just... dropped him. And, and they needed to. I never liked that one at all. And I watched him up close. And uh, I never felt he was even close to the level of what Miami should be recruiting at receiver. So yeah. I, I I kind of expected that to happen when the coaching transition uh, took place. Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm glad to see the changes coming to Miami the future is definitely looking bright
0: for us. Yep, it is. It's going to
2: take, going to take a little time,
5: but we're going to get there
0: eventually. There's, there's, there's reason to be excited, and, you know, they just got to get through this recruiting cycle here, and then they can catch their breath and, and start getting serious about 2017. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you taking my call tonight. Anything no, sir, so keep me a You got it. You. All, right, all right, let's go now to the 973. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? All right. You obviously stepped away. I'll try to come back to you in a minute. We'll give you another shot. Let's go to the 727. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
4: Hey, Gary. How's it going? This is Enrique from just north of Tampa.
0: Hey, what's up, Enrique? How are you doing?
4: I'm doing all right. Uh, I got a couple questions on recruiting, but not necessarily the 2016 class. Uh, it seemed like golden. Right. Uh, but under if you, under if the goldening.
0: You, if you can ask specifics about 2017 or 2018 kids I'll, I can caution you right now that's kind of tough to do you got a new staff that just came in they're starting from scratch there so but if you have generic questions obviously it's no problem
4: right it's it's mostly just dating back to to the past recruiting classes uh golden okay. it seemed that under the golden years uh Miami averaged like a top 10 top 15 class but a year later or maybe two years later down the road a third of these cl- these kids have left the school now what what can we attribute that attrition uh is it is it gold, golden really being just a salesman and coming into houses and telling guys you know hey you know you're going to thrive in our school and then just everything falls apart what what can we uh blame these kids leaving the school
0: Uh, it starts with evaluation, you know, not doing the coaches out on the field, not doing a good enough job of evaluating kids, you know, and, and taking, taking too many kids that they shouldn't have taken that didn't belong at a place like Miami. And then when you figure that out, now you've got to get rid of them because they're dead weight or they're getting in trouble because they're not playing and they have, they have no reason to fly straight and do the right things. So, you know, it all recruiting all starts with evaluation, and you know people look back at Butch Davis and how successful that he was as a recruiter, and where he really excelled was in an evaluation, and, and Butch had his criteria, and he didn't waver from it. And if if a kid that he was recruiting didn't meet his guidelines, then they weren't going to be recruited by Miami, and that's where things have fallen short here in the last decade. Um, just in, in overall evaluation of the kids that are being recruited to come into the program.
4: All right. And uh, I know death has been an issue the last couple of years, especially uh, with the sanctions and whatnot. But uh, I think – I don't remember which game it was, but they were saying that Clemson had something along the lines of 20 redshirt red shirt seniors. Now, I'm not sure if I heard that correctly, but I did notice that during the golden years we had a lot of guys, you know, true freshmen just – Come off the bench, play a couple, couple downs, and that was pretty much it. You know, we completely wasted uh, a, a red shirt. Um, do you see the Rick regime doing something like that, or are we just gonna? You know, you're you're coming in, you're fresh, but you're gonna sit down and you're gonna learn.
0: I would be surprised if Mark Rick made the same mistake. I mean, that was a, a subject that we constantly were talking about on the message boards and on this show throughout the Al Golden time at Miami, and the fact that they were just blowing so many years of eligibility on players and playing them before they had a chance to develop, and then they would get to the point where they were third or fourth year guys, and they still weren't developed properly uh, because they never had those redshirt years and never put the proper work in in the weight room and, and things like that. So um, I would be very, very surprised if Mark Richt and his staff made the same mistakes.
4: All right, and uh, since you brought up the, the the weight room, I understand that. Swasey. I mean, I didn't know the guy personally, but, you know, everybody liked him. But apparently, uh, I don't know if he was, you know, doing his job correctly or what, but I think Matt uh, posted that somebody uh, dropped from Miami because, of the I'm, now I'm sure it wasn't the only thing, but the workouts were getting too hard. I mean, it, it constantly jo- seemed... That, yeah, that was
0: me that posted that. Um, jo- Joe Brown... Mm -hmm. having was having a tough time with the intensity and difficulty of the workouts and just decided that he he wanted out.
4: Yeah, because, I mean, the guys looked undersized and overpowered. I mean, you see, I mean, and, you, you know, Alabama's got better facilities and whatnot, but they look like monsters out there, man. And you see Miami guys getting pushed around. You know, and it's, I'm, I'm really hoping that this new uh, strength and conditioning guys really step in and, and do their job. But uh, last question, and uh, you can put me on hold, please. Hypothetically speaking, uh, Allison comes in, red shirts, and Kaya, after an awesome year, decides to declare for the draft early. Who is the starting quarterback for next year, Rosier or Allison?
0: Too soon to even discuss that. You know, I mean, Allison hasn't had a practice yet. You know, we got to see how you got to see how he does in the spring, how he does you know throughout the fall, in, in comparison uh, to Rozier in a totally totally new offense. You know, so we can't we can't really comment on that yet. All right, cool, Gary. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Uh, let's take one more shot with the nine seven three. You're live on Kate Sport Live. Hey guys, what's going on? Doing good. Who's this? It's Ross Jersey. What's up, Ross? What you got for us this week? Oh, man. Hey, um,
5: just got a couple of questions, man. Right? Um, just wanted to, if you can, just clear up a few things. Um, uh, uh, let let's, let me
2: let me start with the same thing. I wasn't even going to address it or talk about it, but
5: it got so heated before one of your calls, I was
2: going back and forth. I just want to get my my opinion on it. Um, let's go back to when these guys, his teammate that went to a, from Florida. And him, you
5: know, when the
2: school closed died, it was at a university high school, right?
5: Mm-hmm. And if
2: if we can remember, it was an issue there as far as the staff not not paying attention to them, not recruiting them. It used to go back, it was like probably two, three years ago, five, three years ago. a little bit of
0: bad blood. One of the reasons why I maybe to can correct me, one of the reasons why I these he's in Miami. So hey, go Ross, go. Here. you, you uh, got uh, to talk- uh, uh, do a better job talking into the phone, okay?
2: Yeah, can you hear me better?
0: Much better. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I so one of the reasons why I think Beard even ended up at Miami because the school closed down, the high school closed down. So it was it was it was one of those situations where the school was going to close anyway, and why would he turn the job down? So if you really go back and look at it, it's been. Remember, we didn't get Sky more than one on the South Carolina. It's mm-hmm. always been an issue with those kids that went to university anyway. And I, I don't think Bear came in and probably told the whole story what was going on. I think he felt some way that Miami was treating them bad, too. And I think that trickled down into the entire high school football team, mm-hmm. even though they went on to St. Thomas Moore, some of them, it, not St. Thomas Moore, but St. Thomas Aquinas, they, they I think they just still carry that same feeling about Miami. And I think Sam's a part of that. I'm not, I'm not saying he hasn't been committed. But I think that's the the whole part of the attitude and the way these kids are acting, and, and okay, how, and you, you know, know and
0: you know what if that's the case, you don't have to go to Miami, but there's no reason if that's the case and you've never been intending to go, there's no reason to commit and play this game, so you know, and again i you know i I think you gotta tread very delicately right now in the subject of Sam Bruce uh because he has not said anything, he hasn't done anything um but you can't like what you're seeing. I agree with that.
2: Yeah, you can't, and 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 I'm I'm one of those guys who pay close attention to certain things. You know, I don't forget from you know a couple of years back the whole you know so-called bad blood. I think maybe it was you or somebody else who actually did an article about it. You know, even touched base on it where it was like, okay, what's really going on? Let's ask some of these coaches that's that's on staff at the high school and. They danced around the questions, but you could tell it was it, it was some stuff that was going on. But it, it's old news. But I think it just have a lot to do with those type of kids, you know. So just 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 my opinion on it, you know. So I, I think we could. I think we're going to be able to do okay at the spot anyway. I think we're recruiting enough guys, and, and I think they knew that, and, and they're just going really hard at the kids that they're looking at,
4: and I think we're going to turn out okay as
2: long as he doesn't commit to a school. That's gonna come back and hurt us. I could care less. Let him go to um, let him go to Ohio State. You know, I'm a Jersey guy, so I'm telling. You, I know Ohio State is freezing right now, so he'll be cold soon. In a couple of years, he'll be up there freezing because he ain't going to the league in two years. Either. So, um, you know, that's I mean, we could forget about Sam. If he comes, he comes. If he don't, he don't. Okay,
0: that's his mom. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any reason to be stressed out about it. He's a five eight receiver. He's got obviously he's got some good skills. But he's not a program changer by any stretch of the imagination. So um
4: you know we'll yeah. see. And we're getting a and we're getting a few of those right now anyway. So
2: you know, it's his job when he got here anyway was going to be kick return and we're getting guys to kick return the ball anyway. So it wasn't that he wasn't gonna have one of those, he wasn't gonna be holding down one of the spots, he wasn't a, a game changer in the must again. Anyway, let's move on. Um hey quickly, uh playing freshness. You know, is there any way I know I know Mark Rick uh, on on signing day, or whenever you get a chance to interview him after um, National Signing Day, can you, you know, can you just ask him that question directly see where he's—he's he's probably going to dance around a little bit because he's going to tell you that the spring game got to come. You got to see what the guys will do, but can you just get a good gauge of how he handles that, what he really feels about it overall, or maybe you could do some um, some research about what he did at Georgia. I know it's a little different because we, we don't have as much talent here like we had in Georgia as far as to make that decision. But maybe you could just touch on that, you know, do it, you know, have an interview okay. with him, so we,
5: you know, we can get an
2: idea, you know. And I'm um, also what are some of the places. Have you made your decision yet on National Saturday that you're actually going to be there, or you going no. to try to go to some spots where there's any surprises, or you're just to, you're not really going anywhere?
0: Well, oh no, no, we'll we'll go to a lot of places. I it's just until the way we do it is we sit down the day before signing day and we look at the schedule and then we make our, you know, cause we don't know what the schedule is going to look like right now. We don't know what, what times the announcements are going to be or anything like that. So we can't make those decisions yet. Um, yeah, I know. Had, i was just
2: saying maybe you had our kid in mind that you know, you're definitely going to have one or two guys there no matter what, you know, you're yeah, going we'll, we'll to we'll be at
0: several of them. I just don't know which one's it.
2: Okay. Um, all right. Let me ask you this, Eric, this is your opinion. This is your opinion. All the you know, we're going at the wide receivers, we, we might get two defensive linemen, we're we looking at a tight end, even though we already have tied in on, on, on the roster. This is Gary's former opinion. What do you think we will when 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 the day has come, all the commitments are in and Rick has like that five forty five press conference and he talks about the class. From you, what would make you say, Okay, this class turned out to be okay turned out to be average or excellent you know can you just do toward the toward the program you know the show just go ahead and just you know touch on it and, oh, and let us I know mean, what you I consider think it's
1: to pretty, be your,
0: it's, when you're looking at it right now i think it's pretty simple i mean you, you got you're looking at the receiver position for sure you know you know you want to see them get two three more of these guys that they're recruiting. And I, I think that the kids they're recruiting are all good players. When you turn on the tape and watch them play, they they look like, you know, very good quality receivers. I'm not sure any of them is a superstar uh, at this point, but you know, they all look like very serviceable guys that could, that can, um, you know, make good contributions to a program. Uh, so I think you, you know, you want to see them get a few more receivers, no doubt about it. Um, I think you would love to see them get uh, Lucas Niang, the offensive lineman out of Connecticut, Uh, I I think he would be a very significant get. So, you know, you'd like to see that one quality offensive lineman, at least in this class. Um, I think you'd like to see them get two of the defensive tackles. And right now it looks like Gidry and Logan are the two greatest candidates there. And then, um, you know, obviously the fact that they have so many defensive backs still on the board, um, is a statement that they feel that that 's a spot where they really need to get better and they really need to attack, so you know you 'd like to see them get maybe one or two more of those defensive backs that they 're recruiting They get all that done i think you 're sitting there on signing day you've got a, you know probably about a a class that 's probably going to ranked around maybe thirteenth in the country or something and you you know you'll you 'll be feeling relatively good about what they got done in a short period of time you know here here in recruiting. Um, okay,
2: I I I I understand that now. One of the words you like to use is impact, and and do you know before the season started this year, you you made sure you told everyone, listen, I I am not impressed. I don't think we got impact players on the defensive line. I don't think we got impact players here and there, linebackers. So you know I listen to you closely, and and I'm just curious of otherwise some the guys that's already early in role league, that's already on campus, the guys that we still have to. We will get and guys that's already committed. Which one of these players you consider to be a, no, a no-brainer impact player if we get them or the guys that's already on, um, you know, on the on the commitment list?
0: I mean, to me, you know, Joe Jackson might have a chance to develop into that kind of player. Uh, we'll have to see how things go with him. Um, but I look at the linebackers. I look at Zach McLeod and Shaq Quarterman. To me, both of those guys have the capability. To develop into impact type of players, I, I look at Tyler Bird. Um, okay, because
2: I was thinking I, if you didn't mention him, I was going
4: to bring him up. I think he, I think he could be on. You know, not to not not, not to answer the question for myself, but I was just I was hoping that you did mention him because I
2: yeah. think
0: that he's one of those impact. Yeah, players. I like Tyler Bird a lot. I think um, Malik Young could be a really good player. Well, you know, we'll see okay. how how he turns out. You know, I, I like okay. him a lot also. Um, right. So I, I would focus on those guys right now uh, rather than just sit here and name everybody. I To me, those are the guys that stand out to me as being uh, very early impact kind of guys.
2: Okay, and one, two more things. I just want to say um, it's a pleasure just to watch, or watch and hear and read and see what these guys are doing. You know, they're spreading, they're going all over the place, getting involved. We, we're definitely not going to get everybody we are touching base. but We're out there. It's
4: just a big difference, and you know what I've witnessed in the past. And uh, I just want to say, uh, right now, as a, as a saying, it just feels it feels good. It feels better. And and um, you know, I think we're all excited, and and that's part of it. I think I think we're just all
2: excited. And and the reason why we're frustrated with a guy like Sam is because of what has happened to us in the past, and we just don't we we don't want that to happen again. We stop using my Miami for a, a holding spot and then go to where you really want to go to. But anyway, um, just to touch on something, Gary, um, a little touchy subject here because the kid Jackson, um, I think, you know, if a
4: kid like him just needs to get his life fixed, um, his schooling situation, get his, you know, figure out what's going on with just his living arrangement. Now let me ask you this. You're
0: talking about Deion Jackson?
2: Yeah, yeah. Let, let me just ask you a question here. You know, as a reporter – because earlier on the last day or two, you know, not to name the site, a, a reporter actually had a conversation with him, and um, he reported that he had a conversation. The kid is yeah, still saying he can't get into That's it, us. It, it,
1: it, we've, we've, it wasn't, we've been
2: Well, no, what I'm saying, I, Yeah, you, you we've, guys we've been did. Been you guys did, but I, it's actually from a different site. I don't want to name the site. But I, right. here's a question. I got something just to ask you, just, just just to see where you stand on, on something
5: like this. Because, Okay. He said
2: he spoke to the kid and you know they had conversation. So you know on the message board, someone came back and said, "Um, hey, what do you think about um helping that kid?" And and he came and he wrote back and he said, "Well, I don't want to get involved." And um, you know, and it, the way I look at it is this: you know, what I know you guys are in a, in a position. You only know, like you guys want to help the program, but I don't really think. It's no, like a we don't. We don't program. get
0: involved. We don't yeah, you don't.
2: No, no, you don't. But what I'm saying, as far as a kid like him who just needs maybe not the number but someone to help him, There's, if, they, if you have his phone number and, and you could get someone his, his number and you don't have to tell that person to let him know I'm the one that gave him the number, you know, just for him to get some clarity and some idea of what's going on so they can tell him, look, we have dropped you, you should move on. Because I think a kid like him could really go on and play really well at, um, you know, schools like UCS. You know, that would be a nice tape once he gets his life together and his living arrangement and everything is settled down. I think a school that's the state, like a UCF, be able to, the kid is like a two-star, two, two star, three-star, and I think he would be able to contribute to a program like that. But I just feel like, what do you feel about someone just
4: really helping this kid? I think this kid is being left to where nobody's really reaching out to try it's to help think not the role
0: it's not the role of – uh, that's the role of people in his life, not the role of, of fans or reporters or anybody like that.
2: Yeah, but I'm not trying to say you to give him give him a home and give him a plate and food to eat. What I'm saying, you guys do have a number for him. And, and what I'm saying, that he doesn't have to know that you gave him this person or you or anybody no, else gave no, no, his we're not giving a number. His,
0: we're not giving out his number. Come okay. on. Well, right. just you know, like the,
2: you know, no, 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 no. I'm not saying – I, I hear you. I'm not saying Yeah, let's, like
0: you know, let's move on from that subject. That's not a good subject.
2: Okay. Yeah, I it was, was going to be touchy. I know he's going to be touchy.
0: Well, it's but, not um, a I just, it's not a subject. Yeah, I just feel
2: bad. Of, I just feel bad for the kid. You know, I feel like no, you feel bad out.
0: for any kid that's struggling, that doesn't have a good home life or or anything like that. But you know, that's not what we're here for. Tonight, yeah, it's,
2: yeah, call. it's not what we're here for. I know. Just, um, it's just, just good luck to him. I wish him. I, I wish him none but the best. You know, you got it, man. Hey, but, um, thanks for
0: being part of the show. All right, man. Give us give us a call again next week. All right, guys, I'm going to take a minute here now, and I'm going to talk about our longtime sponsor this year, sponsor again of tonight's show. You know who I'm talking about. It's your favorite website, and that's nuts.com. And, um, man, it's pretty cold outside, even down here in South Florida. And I'm sure when you woke up this morning and you walked out your front door and you see, man, it's like in, in the low 50s and kind of chilly out here, you're thinking to yourself, Who the heck wants to go to the grocery store for snacks when they can just be shipped right to your door? And we found this incredible website. I found them um, very early on this fall called nuts.com. And once they tell you more about them, it's going to be a name that's going to be hard for you to forget. And then once you make your first order from nuts.com and you get those snacks in and your family, when they get the munchies at night and stuff, has a place to go for for a wide variety of snacks and healthy snacks like what nuts.com has, um, you're going to remember the website as well. And, um, you know, nuts.com has, in my opinion, the best tasting nuts on the planet. It's a simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, and healthy nuts and so many other tasty treats from around the world delivered straight to your door. I know here in my house, you know we order from nuts.com regularly, and um, you know my family really likes their 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 fruit their fruit snacks, and you know we've gotten blueberries and raspberries and some of those um, different healthy type of snacks that they make at nuts.com. And everyone here has been very happy with them. And whenever we get that box to our front door and it's it's from nuts.com, it's it's a it's it's almost like a celebration because now everybody can eat as much as they want all day long and have the healthy stuff that nuts.com is sending to our household. And uh, they've been doing this there since 1929. It's a family-owned business that has prided themselves on delivering the best in nuts and dried fruit that you'll find anywhere. Only the freshest products from the best suppliers in the world. They have an easy-to-use website that lets you search for exactly what you're looking for at that moment. You can buy their products by the case. Or by the pound. They have certified organic, certified gluten free, with or without salt, raw, sugar free, and they 100% satisfaction guarantee every single one of their more than 3,000 healthy snack products that they offer on nuts.com. Dried fruits, apricots, figs, dates, and strawberries, sweet treats like chocolate covered nuts, every flavor of gummy bear, the monkey munch that people have been talking about on the website that they love. If your wife likes to cook, they have cooking and baked goods. They have almond flour, chia seeds, spices, grains, any type of powder that you want to throw in your smoothie. They have sugar and gluten-free items, the best selection, tons to choose from. They have coffees and teas, over 39 different types of coffee, over 170 different flavors. Sometimes you've got to come up with a gift for somebody. You just don't know what to get. Nuts.com can send you a tin or a basket or even a bucket of nuts for you to bring to your next party or gathering where you need some type of gift to bring with you. It's nutsnutsnuts.com. Big, salty, sweet, whatever kind you like to munch on. Let them take care of you and your taste buds. And right now, new customers to nuts.com get 4 free samples to choose from from over 50 options. That's a $15 value when you go to nuts.com and you enter the code name canes. That's Four free samples from more than 50 options, a $15 value, when you go to Nuts.com and you enter the code CANES. So go there, click on the mic up at the top, enter CANES with your order, and you'll get those free samples. That's Nuts.com. Codename CANES for free samples with your order. Go to Nuts.com right now to get full details on that offer. And with that, we continue on with the show. And let's go on to the eight five zero. You're live on Kane Sport
3: Live.
4: Hey, how you
3: doing tonight, Gary? Good. Hey, this is Travis up here in Tallahassee, man. I wasn't gonna get on and talk, but the, uh, I just kept hearing everybody keep repeating this one phrase over and over and over again. Oh, he's just a five foot eight receiver. Well, there's been <laughs> plenty of five foot eight receivers out there that are game changers, and yes, he might not be your number one slot in your number one role but a slot receiver is crucial, you know, crossing routes over the middle, especially in Mark Rick's pro-style offense that he likes to run. And I just want to throw out one game-changer that actually did affect the program and brought him to a 12-1 and record, and he did what I hope that we would do with Sam Bruce if he does end up coming here, play a little bit of running back, you know, slot up next to Gus Edwards, have a deciding factor of which one you want to hand the ball to, and or in like a Percy Harvin type role, running jet sweeps. That's what Sam Bruce can contribute to this. He's not just some special team kick returner BS like everybody's throwing out there just because he's five foot eight. If you can blow past a six foot four safety or cornerback, then that size means jack. You know, I mean if we're gonna if we're gonna hate on it, we have two cornerbacks that are what, five, ten and under? And Tyler Bird and Malik Young, I mean, those are two small guys. You know, I mean, what we're wanting is speed and athletic ability, and that's what you get with Sam Bruce, whether he comes here or not. Oh, I didn't even tell you who the guy was. I wasn't going to compare him to. Um, DeAnthony Thomas, you know, led Oregon to a 12-and-1 record and almost won the national championship, except for some crazy-ass call that happened at the end of it with Auburn. But, I mean, that's what I picture Sam Bruce contributing to Miami if he does end up showing up here. Now, whether he does, I don't know. But when you said earlier in the show that, oh, um, well, when he showed up at the Under Armour game, he should have uh, when the um, Ohio State, that Mark Rick should have got rid of his scholarship rights in there.
2: That's what agree.
3: I would do. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's totally. that's that You send a message to everybody in South Florida, this diva shit, we won't take it, it's not going to happen at the Hurricanes anymore. You yeah, want to play that game, you go that, do it man. with the Alabama.
0: You don't you don't have to listen sam bruce has has skills that can contribute to any program, okay, maybe he ends up being a specialist, but he still has skills that he could be an asset to the program but this you know you don't have time for the games and 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 a whole prima donna mindset, and I'm really surprised that there's this whole drama around this kid because I've met his mom who's an extremely high quality lady, she takes an enormous amount of pride in how she's raised Sam. And I always caution everybody, like I said earlier in the show, Sam hasn't said a word. Okay? He hasn't said that he's decommitting from Miami. He hasn't said that he's absolutely not switching or flipping. He has kept his mouth shut while he weighs his options and looks at the different alternatives. And to that, you've got to give him credit. I mean a lot of the drama is being created by the adults around him and observing him. Now he he's wearing end up an seeing...
3: Ohio State hat. That's the most ridiculous thing in the world. It's well, just like the other caller right. said, wearing an FSU backpack the... through the middle of school. That's questionable
0: I mean. judgment. And like I said right there, that that was that's the red flag to me. Not that he, not that all these rumors about Ohio State and stuff. To me, the red flag was that he actually was at the Under Armour game, committed to Miami, and knew that if he stepped out there in Ohio State gear, that it was going to attract attention. Which I, which is the only reason why you would do that. And to me, that's embarrassing. And and I I'm and you very
3: can't recruit for Miami that. at the Under Armour game when you're in an Ohio, Ohio State
0: you know, hat. Yes.
3: To me, that's and embarrassing. That, that was the whole thing. And
0: that's why no, if totally I'm, a Clark, Rick, and I'm a coach and I'm recruiting a, a kid who's doing that, I'm questioning whether I should be committing myself to that kid.
3: No, and, and and if the Thursday meeting is what it is, you know, like what we all hope it is, like, are you coming or not? Are you going to cancel your visits and be done with this crap? Are you, you know, ending the games? You know, that's all I want out of Thursday is one way or another, drop them or not. You know, either way, it doesn't heart. matter.
0: I'm sure his mom will be there, and it's going to be a heart to heart with Mark Richt and, and 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 the Bruce family. And my guess is they'll come out of that with a feeling, one way or the other, where this thing's going to go.
3: Okay. Um, two other real quick things. Um, I didn't get to read the story on the Joe Brown guy. That is freaking hilarious, man. I can't believe that. He's like, whoa, these nah, workouts are just, just a little too rough. I got to go. <laughs> it's typical
0: of a Doesn't coaching be- chain. You see Wow, it all the time but for
3: workouts, that makes me feel great about what this team's going to be in the upcoming season. Yeah, we well, might I mean, actually look like a college-level team. You
0: know, the, the, They step up the workouts. They make it really hard. They want to see who's committed and who's not committed. They want to see who's in shape and who's not in shape, who's, been, who's got the best work ethic, who's been working hard during the season. A new coaching staff <laughs> wow. coming in, they want to find that out right away, and there's no better way to do that than in the weight room. And the weak get weeded out.
3: Yeah, and uh, hopefully he's got a bunch of black ink to cover that uh, big old U on his arm there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is, do you, actually, it's my last thing, and then you can just go ahead and put me on hold. Um, do you know when the official next season schedule is going to be released for us?
0: We're expecting it pretty soon. Uh, you know, we're expecting it you know, certainly next. You know, maybe the next few weeks.
3: Do you think? Uh, what have you heard anything about us maybe opening up with somebody or are we going to have the bye week and go into FAMU? Do you know anything about that? Um, let me think. That- I,
0: I I I know they added a game at Appalachian State in September. Um, the first game, you know, I'm I'm not sure what's going to get slotted in the first game. I don't want to I don't okay. want to say because if I if I knew it I, I'm forgetting about it right now. So uh, I'm not really sure what the first game is going to be. All right, awesome, man. All Thanks
3: right. for having me on tonight, Gary.
0: got Thanks for being part of the show. All right, got a couple new little tidbits to report to you guys. I'm, uh, I'm going on our recruiting board here, and we are removing at the wide receiver position officially Dredrick Snelson. I told you at the beginning of the show I didn't think Miami was very serious about recruiting him anymore. Uh, we now have confirmed this evening that there is nothing going on with Miami and Dredrick Snelson. Um, we have also gotten a report here. Uh, During the show from Georgia, Uh, we told you about the home visit tonight that Mark Rick was making with Randricus Davis, um, Georgia commit, Um, supposed to visit Miami this weekend. And what we have learned there is that the visit by Rick in his home has pulled UM uh, neck and neck. And Miami is very much in the picture there. Uh, Somebody asked earlier whether that meant that he now was going to go to Miami. I, I think that that would probably be a little bit of an, of an exaggeration, uh, just from what I know here while during the show. Um, but we do have a story up right now on that subject on canesport.com, and um, I'm, I'm looking at that for the first time as, as well um, while we're sitting here talking, so you guys can do so also. But um, Miami has pulled neck and neck uh, for Davis. Um, here as recruiting continues and, and he will visit um, this weekend. Alright, uh, let's continue on now and let's go out to the 251 where you're live on Kingsport Live.
2: Hey there how you doing? All right.
0: Doing good, who's this? Hey,
2: this is um, Brian from Mobile, man. This is my second time calling. I normally listen to the show um I'm running this road in my rig, man. I've been listening to the show for the last, man, and it's a lot of things that a lot of college has been saying. I'm a huge Kings fan. But I think the one thing that no one is really paying attention to, and I think it's something that really set our program back a lot of years, even before Golden got here, I don't hear anyone talking about the present players that's there, that's there now and what's got to take place. I understand we got to get recruits that I understand But I think in order for us to get this program back to where it needs to be, man, we need to talk about leadership, dedication, focus, you know. Is anybody on this team going to buy into what Mark Rick is doing to get this program back to where it needs to be? And one question I will have for you, do you think Mark Rick is here to, like, put a stamp on this program? What I mean if I put a stamp on this program, you look at – and um, Urban Meyer, he was at Utah. He put a stamp on that program. That program program is, you know, still doing pretty good. You look at it when he went to Florida, he put a stamp on that program. They was down, but they're, they're starting to get back to where they was. You look at Nick Saban. When he was at LSU, he put a stamp on that program. And they're still recruiting pretty high in, in getting to championships. And you look at him now at Alabama. He came in and he put a stamp on that program to say, hey, this is how this is going to work. This is how we're going to do it. He was not just focusing on his commit. He had to go within that program, and the players that were all, was already there, he had to get them to buy into what, he, what it is he was trying to do. So I'm listening to everybody on his phone talk about Sam Bruce Lee's. Hey, man, they, they haven't even got to school yet. We need to focus on what's there now. Are we going to be able to get this program back to where it was? And I'm not talking about the past. We we haven't even played for an ACC championship game yet. So, uh we going to get? You know, do we have the players in place now that's going to get these other recruits in and say, "Hey, well, this is how we're going to do it here at Miami. This is what's going to work to get us to a championship." I mean, don't sit here and focus on what the hell Sam Bruce is going to do. Okay, you take the recruits that are already there and you start building that. So my question is to you, is it anybody left on the team now that you can honestly say, Okay, I believe this person is probably gonna try to get the program going in the right direction? I know it may be trying to kinda hard for you to answer that, but I'm I'm tired of hearing about all these recruits. I'm tired of hearing about Sam Bruce. Where is where is where the foundation is right now for the program? Look, that's here, here's,
0: here's, here's the deal. you got a new coaching staff come in. They've, they've had a few weeks to put this class together. That's where their focus is right now. But once they get past signing change week, I think it's going to turn to what you're talking about very, very quickly. So I don't think that'll get ignored at all.
2: I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, you got to kind of agree with me. That, that's been one of the main problems with the program over the past couple of years. There's no leadership. There's no commitment, no focus. And I know a lot of that got got to do with coaches. But I just think that's one of the main things that we need to focus on right now. And I'm looking at recruits, man. I want good recruits, too, but get me some good quality players, some players that want to be at Miami, some players that want to come in here and say, hey, I was there when when the program turned around. Those are the type of players that I want. I mean, I don't care if they're not five-stars. I'm not not saying that all of them got to be five-stars, but if you get me a four-star or three-star guy that, that I know is going to come in here and bust his ass, that's what kind of players I want. And, and, and I mean, when you even when you look at the championship teams, Alabama Clemson, a lot of them guys on the teams are not four- and five-stars, man. Some of those guys are three-stars. But they they, they brought into the fact of what's going on at these programs, and they're like, okay, this is the way we're going to keep it. We're going to come in, we're going to work our ass off, we're going to to play in in, in big games, and we're going to play in championships. And that used to be the Miami way. So that's where I'm at right now. That's what I want to see. And I know Mark Rick is a good coach, but I want to know, are you just here to coach for five more years, or are you going to come in here and say, hey, this is how we're going to do it at Miami? Because a lot of times you get these coaches on these second coaching benches, and it started out looking good. But at these times and these deals start kicking in, okay, damn, he ain't here to do that. He just wants another coaching job. I'm gonna get the program line back up. But after a while, you know, I'm tired of coaching. All we need to make a change. So I just that's 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 my main focus right now. Uh, well, I think sure you'll see. I think you'll
0: on. see. I think you'll see the attention turn to that very quickly. Alrighty, hey. hey uh, they, 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 it's horrible. Ooh, that was that was brutal. All right, I want to take uh, one second here and, and just elaborate a little bit more on the um, the Davis visit, which which we talked about. And um, basically, he was visited by Mark Rick, Thomas Brown, and Ron Dugans in his home. Mom made dinner. They ate steak, shrimp, baked potatoes, green beans. Uh, Davis told us that they don't eat like that every night in his house. Instead, it was a really special occasion for the coaches to be there um his mom really really likes mark Richt, and obviously wanted to make a great impression on the coach with the the wonderful meal um that she put together and apparently he bonded really well with dugans as well as mark Richt. and he said that the visit did help miami quite a bit um when asked how close that the visit pulled miami with georgia he said it might be neck and neck and he said he'll probably announce a decision next week after he official visits uh, Miami this weekend. So um, like I said earlier, um, way too premature to say that Miami is on top right now. He hasn't even visited the school yet, but he will visit this weekend. Don't be surprised if the Hurricanes turn Randall Chris Davis from his Georgia commit um, after he makes that official visit. All right, let's go out now to the 773. You're live on Sport Live.
6: Gary, it's Billy, in Austin, how are you?
0: So, Billy, what you got for us tonight? Have you ever talked about having a
6: combined tent with nuts.com and Cane Sport, the spring game or a game?
0: <laughs> they would probably love that.
6: It's just, just an idea for from a business perspective. Um, great commercials, but I think it would be nice to have some, some free handouts. Um, All right. Anyway, I've missed most of the show, um, so if I sound a little uneducated, I uh, I just hopped on a little bit ago. But I think to... The guy with the bad connection, I mean, I think you have to understand the timeline. And you kind of touched on it. I mean, he's not – we don't have the ability right now to sit home and mold our current guys when we have a three-week race to salvage a class where we need fresh blood. And I think well, all the guys in the team understand know, that. You know, that's not
0: totally true now. The, the the team is working with the strength staff in the weight room, and, and those guys well, yeah. are the ones right now that are trusted in getting that going.
6: Correct. But, I mean, from a coaching perspective, I mean, we want – all these guys tweeting daily where they are, I mean, how refreshing is that, you know, compared to you know, the previous staff? That's the focus. I mean, you have to do what, what, what tasks are in front of you, and signing day right now is the primary focus for those nine coaches. doesn't mean they're ignoring the guys at home, but all the guys at home also understand they went through the same process, and this time, two, three years ago, this was kind of their, their show um, when they were being recruited. So I have no problem with the staff going all in the way they should
0: Yeah, they're. um right
6: so yeah you probably just kind of answered my question but can you kind of compare in your opinion i know you see all these guys tweet i mean i don't think half of the old staff even had a twitter account get alone you know tweets on the uh on well, every did. fourth they hour did. of the day
0: i mean be fair they did they did the same stuff
6: not not to the extent that this that these guys are yes, doing so
0: did. yeah they did that's uh, not fair they they did I, you I never you, saw like you might not yourself have been as in tune to it as maybe you are now, but they did. They were all over Twitter and they were always posting Swag 16 stuff and and a lot of hype and things like that. They used some of Twitter.
6: the guys. Yeah, some of the guys were really good with Twitter, but you've got all nine guys on. I don't think Denapa even had a Twitter um, that I recall. He's yeah, well, he recruits, was. not so involved that, in that. No, not the, to the fact degree, that
0: I I mean I I'll, I'll, I'll say you know yeah maybe top to bottom it's it's more so now, but you know w- w- while you're slamming the door shut on all the guys that were here before I mean they obviously had a, yeah. had their faults and, and didn't do things as well as they needed to at times but you know you got to be fair I mean it's not like yeah were well
6: totally the, I think the, the point is is it's positive I mean I think I told you last week and I'm sure I can speak on behalf of other as a fan you feel alive again you feel like you actually have a chance and I think one thing that I don't know if it's been said or, or talked about, but even, you know, we're going after a lot of the big fish that we should have in the past and we weren't. And I think even if we don't get the guys that we necessarily want this year, a lot of those kids have stud juniors and sophomores on the team and are now seeing Miami in that high school when they, they hadn't for the previous, you know, four or five years. So there is value to Miami going after these big guys, even though if we don't close the way that we want to, that for, it can definitely help us, you know, in future years, and there's something to be said for that. Um, I'll kind of rephrase my question from last week. I asked you, you know, who's the one guy on offense and who's the one guy on defense that that would we have to kind of get for this class that's partially realistic? Do you have any updates on, on kind of those premier you know, individuals on the offensive defensive side of the ball um, I mean, that we um, need to get?
0: offensive side of the ball, I'm looking at the offensive line because they're, they're going to get a few of these receivers. They're they're recruiting a whole bunch of them. We just talked about Randy Chris Davis from Atlanta, yep. who they they that. just got heavily onto today and are already yep. at least 50-50. I mean, they're going to get a few of these guys. I think they're going to get whims. Uh, great chance there. I think Amon Richards is coming back in the class. So I think they're going to be okay at receiver. I, I, I look at offensive line uh, because I just think they, I personally think they need yep. so much help there. And the best of the bunch there looks to me like Lucas Nyang from Connecticut. So I think he, you know, he. How
6: realistic is that? Very
0: realistic. I think it's okay. very realistic. And then uh, de- defensively, I, I go to that defensive tackle spot, you know, where Glenn Logan, yep. to me, is a very important guy. I think Briston Correct. Guidry. You know, would also be a real nice pick up. Um, so the, you know, of what's left to be done, I look at those guys in particular. I think they'll pick up a couple more DBs as well. Uh, I think their work's already done at linebackers. So I would have to look at those two defensive
6: tackles. Okay. What is um? What are our chances with that? Uh, um, is it Romeo Finley? Do you think he's a safety. Uh huh.
0: Um. Well, he's going to visit the weekend before fi- signing day. Uh, Georgia Tech leads. He's from Niceville, Florida. I, I would think the chances are pretty good. Okay. I mean, you, you know, you would um, think a, ki- a kid from, from Florida who's committed to Georgia Tech, you know, you got to have a shot to, to turn that kid.
6: Well, yeah, I mean, the draw, I mean, I, I don't know if he's a really good student because obviously Miami's comparable academically to Georgia Tech, and it's not that they're known for putting out safeties like like Miami is, besides maybe Morgan Burnett. Um So I'm just trying to understand. I guess my other question on that topic is, you know, we're recruiting a lot of DBs, like you said. I caught that part of the show, which is encouraging. Do you see the staff taking a lot of DBs and then potentially putting some of these guys that are corners at safety or vice versa and and kind of spreading it out, or are we truly just going after this many um, cornerbacks compared to safeties?
0: Well, they need corners bad. I mean, you know, let's you know, you you look at what's coming back next year. I mean, yep. that 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 position position is de- depleted on this team, and they need cornerbacks bad, and that's why they're building up the numbers.
6: Like I some of these questions, I feel bad because I'm I, I haven't heard the first you know hour and fifteen minutes of the show. I on the Joe Brown topic, I think I touched on it a couple weeks ago. I, you know, I talked about a third of the guys are going to be hungry for the change. A third of the guys are not going to want to change. It's that moving that middle third um from any reports that you've heard or anyone that you've talked to how many more joe browns do you you know could we be expecting here and 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 from your um other opinion how it, how well it, is this new strength coach doing
0: it's hard to it's hard to predict i mean i think there'll be a few more i think some of the young offensive linemen are in particularly um not the greatest shape in the world i'm not sure how hard they were working during the, the year when they weren't playing um but you know we'll see how they hold up i mean the, the workouts are very, are very intense um we don't have all the gory details right now we're 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 going to try to get that but uh i i think that they're they're looking to weed out the week. And, and and that's what new staffs do and new strength coaches do and they're putting those kids through tougher workouts than they've ever had at miami so you know we'll we'll see it's hard to, I can't yeah. sit here and
6: predict who's gonna drop, you know. Well, I just gonna... don't know if you'd heard any other, you know, rumblings of kids that are complaining no, not or
0: not it's yet. It's just kind of
6: a bold move for a kid. I mean that's I, I mean, the that's only thing pretty... I
0: heard was a generality that some of the young offensive linemen who didn't play last year are probably not as far along as you would have liked for them to be at this point.
6: So But I think that goes back to recruiting. I and mean, you're not recruiting Miami caliber kids and you put them well, in the that, actual Miami. No.
0: Yeah, I mean they weren't. They weren't recruiting linemen at the level that they should be recruiting linemen. I don't think there's any question and they about won't
6: work, that. But they weren't working them out in the level that might – so that's my point is when you when you get – it's almost a double negative when you're recruiting non-Miami Correct. offensive linemen and then, you, and then you bring in a change to an actual D1, you know, power five level um, strength coach, it's going to go – it's going to be a really hard hit. Uh, and I think that's the one position, if you look at where well, we have recruited probably the most non-level okay. Miami kids – you know, as a uh, as a pack. No doubt.
0: Alright, Billy, let, um, me let some other people yep. get on. You good? Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, give appreciate us, it. Yeah, give us give us a call next week. Give
6: me a hold, please. Yeah, give me on hold. You
0: you got it, not a problem at all. Let's go out to the two four zero. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
2: Just going on Gary it's d Black. Hey,
0: what's up D Black? How you doing this week? <coughs>
2: I'm alright. Um I'm kinda of like the last caller. I just got on not too long ago. So, you know, I may Talk about some things, you know, that you guys already um, talked about. So if it's a rerun, just let me know, you know, if it's already been talked about. But, um, you know, <clears throat> I was reading your story about about the Joe Brown transfer and the strength and conditioning, and I kind of feel the same way you feel, you know, you know, strength and conditioning is is always going to weed out, the, you know, so weed out the weak, the weak individuals that can take it, the ones that can't take it. You know, if you can't take lifting some weights and doing some drills and doing some running to improve your craft, to get better at what you want to do, to help the team out and eventually maybe make this a career for yourself, then so be it. Transfer out, you, you know what I'm saying? You're only as good as your weakest link. And we really don't want no wink links on this squad. We, we don't need it right now. Um, pretty much that's, it. kind of shows you where we've been at for the past two years if you got players that pretty much aren't used to being pushed, aren't used to it. And it almost makes you think, you know, no knock on Swayze, but it is a kind of knock on Swayze. What have you been doing for the past five years? I'm just going to say the past five years since Golden's been there. Like, what have you been doing, Swayze? You know what I'm saying? Like, really, what ha- you know. what have you been doing? You know, it- it's a shame that you got, you know, a new strength and conditioning team to come in and to get these players in shape, you know, say mind, body, and, and uh, you know, get them right. And you got cats complaining that it's tough. Like yo, know, like you know, like I tell my sons all the time: if it was if it was easy, everybody be doing it. Football's not for everybody, and when you get in that weight room, that weight room is, is gonna separate the cream from the crap. The men from the boys, and it's showing that well he, I don't know how many boys there were, but he's one of them because he transferred out. You don't need him bounce it's not like he played anyway, it's not like he he he, he did anything serviceable for the team, but if I was in another program, I'm like well i want do I want this guy? Could't lift some weights or 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 one two feet, and you quit. Like yo, who who wants him in his program? And I'm like, yo, what what type of what what type of person are you? It, it's not just about football, you know. Football prepares you for a lot of things in life. It prepares you for adversity and how you deal with adversity when you're encountered, when 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 when, when it's present. How you gonna handle that? What type of man are you gonna become? And if you can't handle bench pressing, some squats, and cleans. You know what I'm saying? Some 110s, that shows me what type of man you are. You're not even a man. You are a male. And I'm sorry that I got to go on. Uh, I ain't going to call him a child. He's a man. He's in college. He's in his 20s, so he's a man. Now, moving forward, get off of that. Let me get off of that. Now, the same Bruce thing, you know, I would like to have him. Would love to have him. But I'm kind of tired of these, you know, I'm kind of tired of these I ain't gonna say South Florida, just these young these <coughs> these young high school gentlemen, you know, they've been told how great they are from everybody, you know, and now when you've got opportunity to go to a university, it doesn't have to be Miami, but a university, you wanna you know, you wanna play around. It's almost like the it's like the pretty girl. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the pretty girl and she knows she's gonna have suitors to take her to the plow. You know what I'm saying? So she can sit back and she to wait For the the one she really wants. So she's going to tell this one guy, yeah, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go to the prom with you, hoping that the guy that she really wants to ask will come and ask her. So then she could tell old dude after he done bought the tux, uh, (coughs) excuse me, uh, bought the cassages, the flowers, the day tell him, oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm going with so-and-so the day before the prom does not have enough time to find a date, so he got to go stag or he don't go because he's too embarrassed. That's what a lot of these divas are doing. And that's what's been happening for well, Miami and, you know, so for a long Sam's time.
0: Gonna be a great, he's going to be a great candidate for that because he's been on the 7 on 7 circuit. He's been at these rivals camps for a few years now. And, um, you know, he he lights those 7 on 7 things up. <laughs> and he, You know, so. He he is going to be a candidate for that type of mindset as much as any recruit out there.
2: Right, and, and you know, <clears throat> and I'm a, I'm you know I'm a quote uh, something that Mike Golick said. You know, I'm going to quote it, but his son went to Notre Dame. I can't say it. I hate Notre Dame like I hate the Patriots. But he said something that makes sense. He said when well, his son was getting recruited, and his son told him, you know, he he always wanted to go to Notre Dame. And once he got that offer, and his son committed, he told his son, once you make this commitment, once you make this pledge, we're not going on no other visits. We're not swinging no other coaches around. If this is where you want to go and this is where you commit to, then you call all the other coaches, you tell them, thank you for that opportunity, but you will be attending University of Notre Dame. And that's how I feel. My thing is, if you want to take all your five visits, then guess what? Then don't commit to a school early. You know, you could tell a coach like Mark Rich. You could tell him, look, I'm I'm, de- I'm I'm really 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 interested in attending Miami, but I would I would like to take at least two three visits to some other schools. Miami's my top choice. You're my number one, but I would like to take some other visits. Put it out there like that. They you well know, they can respect that, just like. You got to respect if they come into your house and say, you know, if you're running back, say, you know, we'd love to have you at Miami. You have an offer, but we're looking to take two running backs in this class. I could respect that because you're being dead up honest with me. So I think they could respect that if you be honest with them on that set and that set of token. But when you commit and then you come to the Under Armour game and you're wearing, you know, say you're wearing Ohio State gear, like, come on, man, like, stop with the games. You know, you. Yep. No doubt. you know, Gary, it's almost like Gary. It's almost like this, and it's, and and for the brothers out, there, for the men out there, you understand. Men, men, we we go to the barbershop, shop, we get hair cut, we 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 buy certain clothes because we know that's what women like. Women do the same thing. Women do the same thing. Women put on certain things, they get their hair done because when they know they step outside that door, what? <coughs> excuse me, what type of reaction? They're going to get. He knew when he woke up that morning, Gary, and he was getting dressed, and he chose to put on that Ohio State hat. He already knew the backlash and, and all type of tweets and everything that he was going to get. Maybe he wanted to be the center of attention because a lot of other receivers was getting was probably getting more pubs than him. So maybe he wanted to he wanted to feel important. Someone wear this Ohio State hat just so people have something to talk about. Maybe, at the end of the day, maybe he winds a cane. he winds up a cane, who knows but if but if he doesn't, I think mark go i mean my boss said,, Phew, I'm tripping. I think Mark Ritt, moving forward dealing with St Thomas Aquinas, needs to have a serious talk with that hey coach,
0: yeah, and, and I'm sure like, that'll oh, happen all right yeah, D like, Black, let me um let me let some other guys get on here um thanks as always for your contributions to the show and give us a call next week.
2: Definitely. All right. Keep me on hold, Gary.
0: You got it, man. Thank you, as always. Let's go out to the 318 now. You're live on Sport Live.
2: Hey, what's going on, Gary? This is uh, that Port City Kane again. Hey, hey before I start, I want to just tell you thank you. But after listening to D-Black, I might have to get down and give you 15. <laughs> 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 it is, it is, but, hey, I just came to come in and say two things. I really desperately feel like this. I know it's not a big deal, but I really desperately feel like we – that Williams and Armand Richards are going to have to be in this class. I know we need to tackle Logan and Guidry, but when you look at Armand Richards, it's a university of Miami. When you see how smooth he is and the rest of it, I think he can be – I don't know if he'll be a Mari Cooper type, but he just he just say the you when you look at him. And that's the type of guys that we need. And I really was interested in getting those bigger receivers so you could – if 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 Sam Bruce stays in this class, you can run them screens when you got them big receivers out of, out there because some of those big receivers, they mature enough to be able to take on some of those linebackers when they run those screens. But I just think that that, that is – and let me ask you, I just got a couple of questions. If you're saying that Homer is going to be the only running back that's going to be taken in the class this year,
1: does he look right now. even
2: – that, does it put even more pressure on them getting another back in 2017?
0: Oh, I'm kind of disappointed. No, there's yeah. no question. Okay. 2017, that position gets a lot of focus. you got to remember, yeah, you've you, you you got Gus Edwards coming back. you got Trayon Gray hmm. sitting there, who hopefully in year three is ready to make a little bit of a move. you still got Yearby, you still got Mark Walton, and now you'd have Homer, too. So they're okay if they only get one back. This year, Um, you know what
2: concerns me though, Gary? Next year, that's the priority. You
0: know what, yeah, but let me and I'm hurry up
2: and get off the phone. But you know what concerns me is that we're not getting that big back type. You know, the type, the back that's like six foot, maybe six one. Yeah, well, you've got
0: two on the
1: roster.
0: You You, you know, you got Gray and you got Gus Edwards, so you do, you do have that on the roster. It's not at the level you're eventually going to want to get to at that position. I don't think, but. It's not like they're devoid of big backs. They still have a couple.
2: Well, you know, the only thing about it is
0: we, we
2: you know, with Gus Edwards, I mean, he had not been the most durable guy that we've had. You know, nothing against him. Well, you know, you question you have questions about durability there. But uh, just like yeah, you but say, you know, you know. I'm not
0: sure how, how realistic it is, though, to to expect to get a franchise running back in the last few weeks of recruiting. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, that's but, that's, and, uh,
0: yeah, that's a tough one. And I mean there's there's just not that many of those guys. Okay. And, and, since, and Homer since, since. Homer's a good running back. Okay.
4: But let I'm let not gonna sit say
0: he's Leonard Fournette, but he, you know, he's a good running back. So he'll nah, be saying okay. It, but do you think,
2: think Okay, let me say something. But do you think he'll mature and to be the side what what I'm saying is when you got a small kind of running back, the one thing you're concerned about, you're not concerned about him when he get the ball in his hand, but you're concerned about him picking up blitzes. And that's the yeah. reason why I say when you got those bigger backs, then what they do, even if they're not a world beaters as runners, you don't be concerned. You be Because you got a franchise quarterback, the running back is going to have to pick up a blitz. I mean, he- pass protection is absolutely essential. And that's what you be concerned about with getting the smaller guys is that, you- that basically guys can scheme for them because they know when they get in the game, I got to stick the ball in their hands because they can't pick up the blitz in linebacker or even the blitz in safety. But uh let me you know, it seems like we're and this is my last question, we're out of the running for the primary or the big time tight ends. So is twenty seventeen gonna get a lot of attention at that tight end position also?
0: Yeah, it'll get some. I mean you still have some pretty good tight ends that are that have a few years left in the program. So um okay. But you know, ideally, you recruit every position every year. But but it, there's just some things that are reality and some that aren't. And I think expecting to get a franchise running back to it in the game just wasn't going to happen.
2: Okay, then that's cool. But hey, look. i right. I'm a, I'm gonna let you go, Gear. But I'm gonna give you 15. I'm gonna give you 15. Why I get out this phone? All
0: right, man. No problem okay. at all. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go to the 850. Jordan, You're Jordan, live Jordan. on King Sport Live. How you doing? <laughs>
2: How's it going, Gary? is Omar?
0: What's up, Omar? How you doing this week?
2: Ain't that much. I just want to know one thing. Uh,
0: I see. Uh, what
2: what D tackle do you think we got the best chance of breaking? Just two of them that you feel like you know. I see you put a couple of uh, posters up about D tackle. I came on
0: late. I, just I think they got a great that. chance to get. To, I think they have a great chance to get Glenn Logan at a Destrehan High in Louisiana, and I think they got a great chance to get Briston Guidry, who's committed to Arkansas right now, out um, of Metairie, Louisiana. I think they got a great shot with both those kids. Okay, okay. That's all
2: man. I want enjoy, enjoy the show, man. It's going all right, good. Um, thanks for being part of it.
0: Give, give us a call next time. All right, let's go out to the 202 now. Uh, you are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? What's going on, Gary? This is B C. What's up, man? What you got for us?
2: Uh, uh, just, I'm, I'm going to shoot quick. Um, I just want to talk about three things. Um, I'm really happy, honestly, with the direction. Um, but uh, over the course of the weeks, you know, when I think about how happy I'm getting, I, I realize very quickly how sad the situation is that the uh, the powers that be have been sitting around for 10 years and twiddling their thumbs because that's the reason why we're in the position where, where we're in now where our, our weight room condition has been coming into question um, you got kids playing around with us. That's the real issue. Um, the next topic would be uh with Swayze, right? All of the old players wanted Swayze really badly and they wanted him to be around the program. But my whole thing is, couldn't he have had a, a personal practice and they could have come and visit him uh, you know, during the off season? Why does it why why was he so uh uh what's the word I'm to use? Why was he so necessary? It's not like someone else couldn't come in and do the job that he did. He wasn't Outstanding or anything of that nature. When you look at when you look at Shannon's tenure, the kids didn't lift weights at all, right? So he, he wasn't really working them out then. And then when you look at Dote's tenure, they were putting on weight with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches,
4: and they were openly
2: talking about this. And when now, when you sit back and think of how we struggled, how we got dominated, you know, against uh, LSU or Notre Dame or Kansas State, it all starts to make sense. You can't. You can't make a play if your most physical players on the team are much softer than the other than the other uh, team's players. You know what I mean? So it, it's all starting to make sense. And with the admin, why would you fire Coker if you weren't uh, committed to getting the program better? You might as well just let him stay. It, it, it was no point in firing him in the first place. And my, my last thing is this, Gary: what they what they need to do is, and I'm not just saying this because. I'm a Miami fan, and, you know, and and kids will play with us. I'm talking about all around. They need to have an early signing period. And all of those kids that are serious, they can sign then. The kids that are not serious, you weed them out. You understand, okay, this kid isn't serious. She didn't sign early, so we got a good shot at them. But the ones that sign early, you no longer can get recruited. You know, you you made your decision. Yeah, they they need an early
0: signing day in football. There's no doubt about it.
2: Absolutely, and then cause what I say it's important is you look at, like I'm up here in D.C. and Maryland, you look at Dwayne Haskins or whatever his name is that was committed to Maryland. He's been a silent to Ohio State the whole time.
1: There's no way in
2: hell he could have been my son, Gary. That's that's totally, like, if, if the coach decided to pull his offer and waited until two weeks before signing day to tell him that, and he's known it for some time, that's just as bad. You, you don't want that on either side. And Ohio State looks like, oh yeah, we're going in and getting this No. The situation is these kids are growing up being worshipped by ESPN when they do it, when they didn't do a damn thing to warn anything. Until like this this whole the opening and the seven oh seven and the show in the high school, this isn't doing anything but making things worse. Can you imagine how, how bad it'll be ten twenty years from now, Gary? You like you really you really have recruits leveraging schools, it's gonna be out of control in ten to twenty years. And I think that I don't. I, I really don't have a good feeling about Bruce. If he goes to Ohio State, no problem. But I'm interested to see how, like you said, Rick handles this going forward because in 17, 18, 19, whatever, you know, the, the future, you can't have these kids. And I'm noticing that South Florida kids do it a lot. But I, I only notice that they do it at the U.M. I haven't really seen a, a kid, when a kid decommits from Florida State, they just kind of decommit. You, can, you look at Frazier that, that was there. He committed to Florida State, then he ended up flipping to NC State. You know, okay, he, he flipped and, you know, from from Florida State and went to NC State and it was all, you know, they talked about it for a day and went on about their business. It wasn't no big thing where Amir Azul used us to get a Florida State offer or Josh Uche used us to get a Florida offer. Now you're like, hey, uh, uh, I'm waiting on the coaches to call me. What the hell are you talking about? How misguided could you be? Because if you were waiting for the coaches to call you, why would you decommit? No. You are left standing in the rain by Florida and Michigan is what it's looking like, and now you want you on the call because you're not sure where you stand. Has to get this under control. Hopefully he does. And my 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 question to you Gary is: How do I go about getting uh, tickets to the spring game? if do you know when it will be held or anything?
0: Uh, we we haven't gotten the information on when it's going to be yet, but um, you won't have any problem getting in. <laughs> you you could just plan on going. Uh, you don't need special tickets or anything. It's always a free okay. event. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you for taking We're expecting the call okay. be, it should be one of the last two weeks in April, though. We just don't know for sure yet. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks for being part I of the show. Good, so. good, good points you made. Give us a call next week. Let's go back out to the eight five zero. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
5: Yeah, Yes,
0: sir. That's
5: you. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to ask a question about. Um, I was trying to find out whatever happened to this
2: uh, Columbus defense end that's saying he want to hear from Rick. What's what's going on with that? Do you
0: know? We're not sure where he's going to end up. I mean, there's schools interested in him and recruiting him. We just don't think Miami is one of them. Why is that? Because well, they're trying. They're they're trying to to get to where they're recruiting guys that are of the. The physical stature that a program like Miami should have at that position. And, you know, you got to stop recruiting guys like the Trent Harris's of the world. Nothing against Trent, great kid. But, you know, you got to get to the point where you're recruiting defensive linemen and offensive linemen the way the SEC teams do.
5: Okay, okay. And, 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 well, and you
0: can. I mean, you know, Clemson's recruits, you know, bigger type bodies and and athletes. And, you know, you just – Miami has been lacking in that area. There are too many tweeners on this football team.
2: Yeah, I don't see much uh let me uh, switch. Um, I don't see much difference between Juwan Hamilton and Homer, do you? Uh, what's so much better? I'm looking at the film and I, I, I don't see much of the difference between those guys.
0: Well, you know, it's it's hard to tell watching high school films sometimes. You know, who are they playing against? What's the level of competition?
2: Okay, understood. Hey, man, thanks for
5: taking my call. Keep me on hold, please.
0: All righty. Um, we just got a report in on um, Lucas Nying this evening. Um, Miami right now is a notch below Auburn and TCU, but he is visiting this weekend, and... That will go a long way towards determining how seriously he considers Miami um, in the equation. So uh, we'll continue to watch that one, but that's that's the latest on on that situation. Let's go out to the five hundred one. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
5: Hey Gary, how you
2: doing? This is Alex, man.
0: What's up, Alex? What can we do for you this evening? Hey
2: man, listen, um, I, I just wanted to uh, just remind uh, the fans. I know how how we get, man, and. You know, we, we're we're Miami fans and we want, you know, what we want and we want our recruits and everything. But if you just look at it, man, just about everybody
4: that we're recruiting right
2: now is committed somewhere else. So, I mean, it's that time of year and it's going to be a major onslaught for everybody. So, I mean, I understand. And then you got to look at it too, you know, just a little bit from the kid's point of view, man. This is the time of your life and people are coming at you
5: from all directions,
2: people in your family, uh, friends, everybody on social media, every school that you think you're interested in, those fans are following you on Twitter, you know, following your every move, you know, whatever you do. And so, yeah, I, I realized that maybe, you know, the deal with the hat wasn't the appropriate thing to do, but sometimes when you're a kid you don't make the right decisions.
0: You know, and I was listening to you earlier. I agree, and that's, and that's why I've been saying, look, you know, look until Sam Bruce says something, you know, let, let's give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe it's not now, what it looks like. It, maybe it's not what it looks like.
2: It, it may turn out bad. It may turn out that you know all this was just they love the attention, and I've heard you say that several times. I remember back when we were first talking about uh, Dedrick uh, Snelson. And one of the things that everybody was saying, and I'm, I'm from Arkansas. And one of the things that I remember reading and everybody saying down there that he loves attention, and that. You, but but you just got to remember, you know,
0: the, the well, fans have to remember for the kids. Man. You, you see where it's gotten them, okay? It's exactly. gotten them, uh, it's Exactly. Gotten them all, he went from being committed to Miami to being committed to Minnesota.
2: And nobody want to go up there because it's freezing cold. If he watched that, 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 that playoff game. If he watched that playoff game, he don't want to go to Minnesota. Correct.
1: <laughs>
2: but, but, you know, so, you just you just have to keep in mind that it's, it's the time of their life, man. And right now, everybody's coming at you from all kinds of directions. And if you really think about it, just about everybody that we're recruiting right now, they're committed to some other school. So we're kind of doing the same thing, you know. We're just going after the kids that show a mutual interest in being a hurricane. Some, most of these kids, Gary, we've never heard of of you Miami fans because they were never brought up before. This is a whole new ball game for us. So just got to remember that, you know, and just wait and see how it plays out.
0: You got it. All right. You got anything else tonight?
2: That ought to do it, Gary, man. Keep me on
0: Hit us up next week. Let's go to the 786 now. You are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight?
5: Hey, Gary. How are you doing?
0: doing? good. Who's this? It's
5: r c s Mills.
0: What's up, man? What you got for us? Uh,
5: I just wanted to point out a few things that I've been hearing over the past uh, hour. You know, I'm not making any excuses here at all for Al Golden, but that staff worked pretty hard. And they were on social media. They were
0: they were doing. I agree. To, well, I, I stuck up to, for them when that came up. I agree. You know, had they had their they had their faults, no question. But that's that wasn't not, one of them. They they worked hard at it's, recruiting.
5: It's not easy when you go into Central. These easy when you go into the Booker T. And you can't get those kids, and you work and you work and you don't get them. So the effort has always been there. Uh, I know a lot of people in town don't say that, but I. You know, I've seen them. I've seen them around. I work in the school system. I see them actively being there over the past five years. The guys worked. So that's one thing. Did they coach well in the field? Did their system fit? No, it didn't. Never did fit. But that the effort wasn't there recruiting wise, I, I think that's, uh, that's a major uh, inaccuracy across the board because they really worked. Uh, one thing I'm, I'm very happy with right now with, with this entire staff is. Um, the ability to go after kids regardless of where they are committed to. At this stage, you can't worry where they're committed to. If they show an interest and they're actively listening, you got to go ahead and get in there and see if you got a shot because anything can happen. Recruiting changes every day. And along the lines of Sam Bruce, I think he's a major get for us if we can hang on to him. But I wouldn't be surprised one bit if he does go elsewhere and whether we like it or not. Losing KB has a lot to do with his decision.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, he's told me face-to-face on multiple occasions that his decision was not uh, dependent on KB one way or the other. I I think if he goes to Ohio State, it has nothing to do with KB. I think if he goes to Ohio State, he had every intention of going to Ohio State for a long time, way before KB got fired. So let's just see what happens, then we'll react to it. You know, I don't want to speculate too much because, like I said, the kid himself hasn't said anything. And I don't want to.
2: No, I don't, don't want to falsely
0: criticize a kid who maybe there's nothing to a lot of this stuff, and and he's being misrepresented. I would agree that certain things don't look so great, but let's let it play out here.
5: Well, one thing that he's always been—he's I mean, adamant. The last major All-Star game he was at, he's definitely showing up the U sign. He's he's always tried to represent, but you can see some little things that they just don't make sense. And, I'm wearing this color because it matched, regardless of whether it was scarlet and Gray. But yeah.
0: I mean, I will I've say this. He, here's what I will say about the situation. Uh, to me, he has no excuses, okay? Ron Dugans is every bit the receiver coach that KB was, and I love KB. Ron Dugans is more experienced. Ron Dugans has developed top-flight NFL receivers like Devontae Parker. Um, Ron Dugans is every bit the receiver coach, if not more so than KB. So he's got no excuse there. And Mark Rick is a very good offensive head coach and a guy that has a very good system and can go out and recruit quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, they've got Jack Allison coming in. I'm sure they'll recruit another good quarterback next year. And, like, so to me, you know, Sam Bruce really does, it doesn't have any excuses in terms of negative feelings about the Miami program as opposed to when he committed. That's my opinion. Gotcha, Gary.
5: Well, one last thing here and I've heard a little bit about it uh, the past week and a half. When you look at, realistically speaking, when you look at all the defensive tackles that are trying to get out and uh, get get visits or trying to just get in and get a home visit with them, how big of an impact is Coach K going to really have? I mean, are we can we really expect to have two, one, quality defensive tackles that we get here late? I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that at this point?
0: Well, I mean, I think he's already having a huge impact. I mean, he he got them in the game for these these defensive tackles that they're in the mix with right now: Briston Gidry, Glenn Logan, um, you know, to a lesser extent, Marcel Southall. I mean, that that's all Coach Cool, and you know, so he's already having an impact now. Is it going to be enough here? <laughs> you know, we'll see. I mean, they got to get one or two of these guys, but. I think that there's encouragement as you go into 2017 that he's going to be able to make an impact in recruiting at the defensive line position.
5: When you go across the board, looking at defensive tackle, defensive ends, the coaches that are out nationally, the products that they put out, I mean, the guy has a a fabulous resume, and and recently the last five years he's he's done a fantastic job with all the kids that are playing the league. But the one thing I wonder is. How is he gonna be able to adapt to working with a group that has played to be passive? To not you know, to to just basically clog up one or two gaps. I mean, you've gotta change so many different things now.
1: Yeah, oh, if like, they have time to do that.
5: How's he gonna do that?
0: There's there's enough time you got you got a you know off season workouts you got a whole spring practice you got uh summer workouts you you've got uh, fall training camp there's there's time to change the culture of the program
5: it's it's definitely going to be a challenge for them i mean
0: oh uh, no never, doubt i've never seen and, and it's not going to happen in in you know in one year i mean it, it's going to take time to to really put a a new imp, imp, imprint on this program but they can make a lot of progress between now and september
5: is there one kid in particular right now at the defensive tackle spot or the defensive end spot that you think is just going to thrive with Coach K? That just right off the gate, that's one kid you got to look at that you know is going to be able to display.
0: I think, I think Muhammad will thrive. I think Chad Thomas has a chance to thrive. Coach K could be exactly what he needs um, after two years of just absolutely ridiculous underachievement. Um, you know, I look at those two. I look at uh, Moten. I think it's another one that could take a forward step. So you know, we'll see. Kendrick Norton is another one. I think everybody will. I mean, I personally have not been very high on the level of coaching that's gone on at the defensive line position for several years now. Well, uh,
5: I, I just, it's just been a sad ten, eleven years knowing that this administration never really cared about uh, fixing the situation. Knowing that the game has evolved so much and. We just sat back and said, "No, you know this this format works. It's worked for us for you know gave us five championships. I mean, it was just blind leadership." And I, I'm just glad we had the right people in place. And hopefully, people continue to go out there and support this group.
0: All right, man. Hey, thanks for being part of the show.
5: Thank you, Gary. Keep me on hold, please.
0: You, you got it. All right, final call of the night from the eight six five. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening?
2: What up, Gary?
0: Doing good. Who's this?
2: Green 25.
0: What's up, man? Take us home. What you got?
2: Man, I'm just kind of curious, man. I'm really pumped up to see exactly what Mark Ripp is going to do with the currents right now, you know, compared to what Golden was ever to accomplish. I'm pumped up to see exactly what they do with Brad Kay more than anything else. Nobody's really talking about that. What's your take on the current players Rich. that they got right now?
0: What's we What's he going to do with the with the current guys on the team? Yeah. Well, I think they're like going to get him. Gonna I think they're right. going to get him in shape. I think they're going to get him in a better strength program than they've been in the past several years. Um, I think that they're going to probably try to do some work on the mental mindset and approach of the team. I mean, listen, this is a program that needed exactly what it got. It needed a total reset and that's and and that's what's happened here almost everybody's been replaced very with very few exceptions Uh, there's still a couple guys left in the weight room there's still uh, a few trainers left obviously the team doctor's still in place Um, a couple ops guys but but this was a complete reset of this program and I think it you know as hard as it was to see some of the people get replaced and and sent to new destinations I, I mean, it really was what the doctor ordered.
2: So all I heard last year was one word, bought in. More than anything else, they bought into the system that this golden had. Like, yeah. what's the possibility like now really trying to rebuild that psyche to get them to buy into what this new staff is?
5: they going to rebuild it. And the,
2: guys, the, whole that program the guys
0: that don't want a new psyche are not going to make it, you know? Right. They're not going to make right. it. And you say you saw you've seen one casualty already. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, the one thing that we've seen from Mark Richt is he's not afraid to make the tough decisions, and he's not afraid to do the things he has to do to get this program headed in the right direction. That's what he was hired for. That's why they're paying him four million dollars a year, a to know what to do, and b to do it. And he's shown that he's that he can do it, and that he's not timid.
2: So, do we have the personnel right now to run the kind of formation that he did on offense? Because I want to see, like, the two back, you know what I mean, instead of, like, the
0: whole pistol. I like the pistol. Yeah. The only personnel issues on offense right now, to me, are offensive line. You know, you're not great at running back, but you're good enough with all those guys. Um, and you're going to have really good competition there. Um, With Stacy Coley coming back, I mean, that helps the situation at receiver. Now you're getting ready to bring a lot of really good receivers into the program. Um, So, you know, the tight end position is is in very good shape. So, yeah, they have personnel to work with offensively.
2: Now, last question I have for you is the defensive line. Compared to what he had in Missouri, those two freshmen, Because they were able to learn his system in one year, right? Mm -hmm. Do we have recruits that are equivalent to be able to do what he did for their freshman season?
0: We'll see. I mean, they're going to really need a guy like Gerald Willis to come through. You know, they're going to need Muhammad to take the next step. They're going to need Chad Thomas to take the next step. But, I mean, they have guys to work with. I mean, Muhammad and Chad Thomas should both be very high impact players. They have the physical ability. They just they need to be groomed. They need to be coached properly and and hopefully that'll happen under coach Cool. Word.
5: That's what's up. Thank you, guys.
0: All right, man, thank you for being part of the show. And um give us a call next time. All right, guys, um that's going to do it for tonight. I hope we um gave you insight into recruiting, answered all your questions. Uh, we'll be back once again um next week on, uh, let me just double check this Tuesday night. Yep. Tuesday night. We will be back, uh, to give you a further update on the weekend visits and, and where Miami stands in recruiting going into the final weekend of visits. So, um, I want to thank everybody who participated in, in the show tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, we'll talk to you again next Tuesday night. In the meantime, continue to follow the minute to minute ups and downs of recruiting on canesport.com and, uh, we'll do our part chasing after it for you. Good night, everybody.